0: the blaze radio network on demand pat gray is here on the blaze radio network
1: Welcome. 888 933 3393. 888 900 3393. just this. I, I'm never, I never cease to be uh, amazed that every day, every day there's something new on the uh, sexual harassment front. Every day. You just, you know it's going to happen. And sometimes it's three, four, five times a day.
2: It's like a box of chocolates. Mm. Yeah. And some days you just can't stop eating the little pieces of chocolate and you get multiples. So there you go.
1: There you go. Uh, Matt Lauer has made a, a statement now uh, and virtually admitting to what is being said. As with Al Franken, oh, some of the things that are being said are not true. I, I'm not going to explain which ones, but trust me, I'm not that big a dirtbag. I'm just a dirtbag. But some interesting things uh, have been released uh, as far as, you know, some of the details of the things he did to people like giving a colleague a sex toy as a present and then uh, including an explicit note about how he would use it on her. How stupid is that? Another day, supposedly, he summoned a different female employee to his office, dropped his pants, showed her what he had there, and she declined to do anything, apparently not that impressed. Uh, (laughs) She was visibly shaken, she said. Uh. Uh, And then he reprimanded her for not engaging in a sexual act. Uh, I mean, don't you... Are you that secure in your power and who you are and you're that big a deal that nothing can touch you? I mean, These are just stupid, asinine moves for a guy who's got a $25 million career. $25 million a year. And you're putting all that on the line so you can... Show a woman your your wiener. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, and I guess it it probably won't because a lot of these guys they're just sick. It, you're just sick. Um, and I guess you just you're that narcissistic that you think you can get away with anything you want to do. Very strange. Apparently, he was a big fan of uh, the game. F marry or kill. Is, there, say, there's a dumb thing, too. Right, you can say shag, marry. Yes, yes. Or kill. Uh, and actually, uh, Katie Couric was asked about that in an interview. Katie Couric!
3: I like the background.
4: <laughs> yes. We have a game we like to play in the Bravo Clubhouse called Mary Shag Kill. Oh, yeah. Here are your choices. Kathy
5: Griffin did that to me once. She he did? tweeted that. Yeah, and a lot well, of people killed me.
6: Oh, <laughs> I was so uh, well,
7: sad. you
4: have the opportunity. Bryant Gumble. Matt Lauer, Dan Rather, Mary, Shag, kill. That's so
5: easy. Okay.
0: So do I just say it after each name?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian. So,
0: okay. Uh, Shag.
4: Okay. Wow. Wow. Matt
0: Lauer. Mary.
4: Mm. Dan, you're gonna
1: offer. Him. Very good. <laughs> so she chooses to kill uh, Dan Rather. Uh, kind of interesting that she would marry Matt Lauer. Maybe she's not. Because she, she also talked about her biggest pet peeve involving uh, Matt Lauer in a separate interview. You
4: co-hosted the Today Show with Matt Lauer or for 15 years. Or maybe this was the same years. one. What is Matt's most annoying habit? He
0: pinches me on the ass
1: a lot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that. Jeez. Okay, so despite the fact that he does that, and that's a pet peeve of hers, her biggest, she'd actually marry Matt Lauer? Mm-hmm. Maybe she, she must not have seen all the signs or she's playing the game or she liked it. I don't know. Hmm. Very strange, though, because apparently that game was played quite a bit by Matt Lauer. <laughs> despite his uh, clean-cut image, they say, and despite being married, he was pretty fixated on women, especially their bodies and looks. According to uh, more than 10 accounts from current and former employees, there's been... Uh, an ongoing investigation into Matt Lauer for some time from some of these agencies. I think Variety is one of them that was looking into him. Uh, Several people have been looking into his antics lately. And what ended everything so quickly for Matt Lauer was that he sexted female staffers at NBC, and one in particular at the Sochi Games, the Winter Olympics in 2014. He sexted her pictures of you know doesn't specify but you can imagine and uh she saved it and that's what she showed NBC executives Monday night and they're like oh oh well, yeah okay that's pretty hard evidence he sent her mm. photos of you know mm. his anthony weiner hard <laughs> evidence trying,
2: hard I, evidence I, yeah yes mm-hmm. well that's what I mean i'm just I didn't see that. the picture so i don't know
1: okay uh but uh, it was evidence mm-hmm. let's just put it that mm-hmm. way it was evidence but I why would you do that I I can't think of any reason to ever do something like that first of all you're not bulletproof and those pictures are going to turn up to bite you sometime down the road and it did and now you're out of a career that paid you 25 million dollars a year Uh, his statement Today, they they read uh, on the Today Show, and uh, here's how that went.
8: This morning,
9: it is a difficult morning here again because our top story is once again about our former colleague, Matt Lauer. And in fact, we just moments ago received a statement from Matt, and let me read it to you. There are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain I have caused others by words and actions. To the people I have hurt, I am truly sorry. As I am writing this, I realize the depth of the damage and disappointment I have left behind at home and at NBC. Some of what is being said about me is untrue or mischaracterized, but there is enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed. I regret that my shame is now shared by the people I cherish dearly. Repairing the damage will take a lot of time and soul searching, and I'm committed to beginning that effort. It is now my full-time job. The last two days have forced me to take a very hard look at my own troubling flaws. It's been humbling. I am blessed to be surrounded by people I love. I thank them for their patience and grace.
1: Mm. Interesting. Since the news of his firing, two other women have already come forward to NBC with claims against him. Uh, One of them claims that Lauer summoned her to his office for sex. And she told the New York Times she felt helpless because she didn't want to lose her job implying I guess that she had sex with him which again I I must be a stronger feminist (laughs) than some of these women I don't believe they're that weak I don't believe that there's only one job you can have it might be a job you like and you don't want to lose but what's more important where's your priority what what is more important do you stand up for yourself I say women are capable of doing that and saying no and leaving the office now If he traps her and forces her, that's a different different, uh, discussion entirely. But when you're just assuming that it may harm your job and he hasn't even made that threat, ah, wow. I just kind of think women can say no. And we've heard from some on the phone who have said, in fact, that they've said no. It is possible to do that. I, I understand it's really hard, though, and, and they shouldn't be put in that situation. They just shouldn't be. That's why it's so despicable for these guys. 888 thirty three ninety three. Also, apparently now, Nancy Pelosi is saying that John Conyers should resign. So she's on board with that. That's been kind of a process. At first, she wasn't saying that. At first, she didn't know who the victims were or whether they were telling the truth or any of those. Now she believes him, and now she thinks he should go. So that leaves you to wonder, okay, well, what about Al Franken? Uh, Franken did an interview with local Minnesota CBS reporter Esme Murphy, and she asks him about the pictures that uh, she took of him grabbing women inappropriately.
8: These women are all are using very similar language to describe basically their butt cheek being cupped or, or grabbed. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this Lindsay men says he put his hand full fledged on my rear, it was wrapped tightly around my butt cheek. It wasn't around my waist, it wasn't around my hip or side, it was definitely on my butt. Mm-hmm. The other woman said, Cup my butt, mm-hmm. uh, or the hand <laughs> down it went. Another woman said, I mean, yes, you've taken thousands of pictures, yes. but it, when you grab somebody's butt, don't you know it? Uh,
10: I, I understand that. And I i um, understand th- that. Again, what? I am going to have to do everything <laughs> I can going forward to be
1: uh, enormously sensitive. It, wait, it doesn't take enormous sensitivity to just simply not grab a woman's butt when you're taking a photo with her it takes common I'm, sense I'm going to have to do um, and <laughs> uh, going forward now uh, I understand that I'm I'm going to have to uh, try to my best uh, to be enormously sensitive about not placing her buttocks in the palm of my hand and squeezing repeatedly <laughs> it's uh, the guy is trying to create the impression that he's just being forthcoming on this I'm just opening up and I'm accepting responsibility and at the same time he's dodging all of this stuff uh, in the same interview he he tells the uh, he tells Murphy that he's a friendly guy and he's sorry if women feel like he crossed a line with them
10: I meet thousands, as you know, people in Minnesota, and I take thousands of pictures. And um, I'm a warm person, and I hug people. (laughs) And um, I'm a warm person, and some of these Uh, encounters—grab their snoods, pictures. Uh, What are you going to do? Yeah, uh, some Mm -hmm. women, women. and any you know is too many, Mm. have felt that I have crossed a line. <laughs> and uh, I am uh, terribly sorry about it. they they feel that in these these interactions I've done something to uh-huh. disrespect them and uh, uh-huh. that's not my intention but what I know oh. is that the intention
1: uh. doesn't matter what matters you know, is we listen why you bring to it up
10: women's experience
1: yeah why well, you we listen to women's experience my intention when I'm cupping their buttocks and squeezing their bum cheeks and grabbing their breast is, uh, well, it doesn't matter what my intention is. I just, this is ridiculous. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. Then he talks about, uh, whether he's disrespected women. Here's what he had to say there.
10: If you had told me two weeks ago that a woman was going to come forward and say, I disrespected her. I, I, I would have said no. Well, I don't think any of them ask, are
8: using that word. I think that's your word. I think... That, or done anything I mean, like this. Leanne Tweeden said he forcibly I understand her. what she said, and I... You know, I think they're not using the word disrespect. I think some people are looking at that word and saying, no, you know, Leanne, um, Lindsay Metz said he molested her on Facebook right afterwards. I don't, mm. I think these women feel this goes way beyond disrespect.
10: I, I understand I, that. I understand I, that. I, I, I have a different recollection
1: <laughs> than Leanna. Wow. This is a fascinating study
7: mm.
1: in a progressive uh, trying to present himself as a helper of women, as a defender of women and women's rights. And I've been fighting for women my whole life. And certainly in the Senate, uh, I've been an advocate for women and women's issues and still, at the same time, he's grabbing them when he has the opportunity uh, in a sexual way. <laughs> Pretty despicable. 888 thirty three ninety three. Here's Here's a great company. One that uh, I'm, I'm really proud to have with us. And one that really delivers. And it's Patriot Mobile. You know, the other big mobile companies are committed to liberal causes. Would give to a candidate like Al Franken. They would give to Planned Parenthood. They would give to John Conyers. They were they would take your money that you pay them every month for your bill, and they donate tens of millions of dollars to causes in which you do not believe. Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They find out what you want your money to go to, and they send it there. Whether that's you know funding traditional family values, religious freedom, uh, right to life, pro life agencies. NRA, whatever it is, uh, Patriot Mobile is a conservative company, and they contribute to conservative causes. I love that. Plus, you get the same great service that you would get from the big mobile companies. You get the same nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, starting at twenty bucks a month. You just, you can't beat the price either. So call them today at one eight hundred a patriot. That's one eight hundred a patriot. Or you can visit and take care of it all online. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat. If you use the promo code Pat there, they'll also waive your activation fee. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat.
0: This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome. Triple eight nine
1: hundred thirty three ninety three. That's fascinating. Uh, this this whole thing is a fascinating study in human psychology, isn't it? Uh, t- just to see all sides of this thing and and go back and look at some of the things people like Matt Lauer said to other people like Bill O'Reilly, and it's when he knows he's got all of those things in his life going on and to sit there and grill Bill O'Reilly on things that he supposedly did, but completely denies. Bill O'Reilly has never admitted to that stuff. Bill O'Reilly has explained that uh, people have come after him because he's number one at Fox and uh, he, he was innocent of those things. He had a real, in one of those cases, he had a relationship with the woman who later decided she didn't like the relationship, and so she tried to sue him, and then they worked it all out. She signed releases and statements and all manner of things that said, no, it's not the way it's being pre- presented. And he still got hammered, and he still got drummed out of his job. In Matt Lauer's case, he's admitting to this stuff, so he did it, and uh, then he has the the unmitigated gall to grill Bill O'Reilly. Wow, fascinating. Um, and it was a sexting problem in the case of, of Matt Lauer. So it was a similar case to, uh, I mean, that was part of it. There's a lot more, but it was similar to Matt, uh, to Anthony Weiner in that he decided to send photos of himself to interns and staffers at NBC while they were covering the Olympic games, the winter Olympics in Russia in 2014. I just, here's a good safety tip for guys. And women, for that matter. Don't take naked pictures of yourself. (laughs) And then this won't happen. Noted. (laughs) I mean, I just, (laughs) it's just a really good rule of thumb, I think. I'm just not going to take a photo of myself Hmm. in the nude. Then I can't send it to anybody. If my phone is hacked, they won't be able to find it and send it to anybody. I just don't have any. You remember Anthony Weirner's comments when these photos first started coming up? And oh, uh, he said, I-, I can't say with certitude if those are me. <laughs> what? So you might, it might be you? You might have taken these pictures. And
2: then he said, I wish it were me. <laughs> right. Because look at that guy. Oh, did, you see, did you see what broke over uh, Thanksgiving break? We've got uh, local uh, Republican Representative Joe Barton, who today has announced he will not be seeking re-election after mm. apologizing for sending pictures of... Uh, of his junk uh, to a woman. Uh, wow, and I guess it was a consensual thing. And then I heard where she said um, when he when he told me he wasn't gonna leave his wife. Then that's when uh, I broke
1: it off. There uh, was a woman who actually wanted Joe Barton to leave his wife for her. Apparently, so. Wow, hmm. uh, that you can't unsee that brings her judgment into. Uh question doesn't it <laughs> yeah. so anyway he's he's so he's announcing uh he's not he's gonna not run gonna for run for re-election thing. but he's gonna serve out his term.
2: i guess uh, well, as long as he can hang on i mean it was a wow consensual thing yada 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 so whatever
1: gosh it's just so much of that i mean i i don't know what possesses people maybe somebody can explain it to me somebody who enjoys taking photos of themselves in the nude <laughs> you can explain what the uh what the what is the thrill of that how how is that enjoyable Yeah, I would like to
2: hear from anyone who's ever taken a picture of themselves in the nude. Yeah. We don't need to see the proof, but just what uh, what compelled you to do that?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's it's something I can't get my head around. Mm -hmm. Nancy in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze.
2: Hi,
11: Pat. Hi. You mentioned the word wiener this morning. It brought back all the Anthony Wiener stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would love for you to research and to hear what those holier-than-thou men, like Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, Gareth and Keeler. Mm. How they reported it at the time. I think there were oh, three yeah. separate times when Wiener was uh caught.
1: Three actually.
11: Three.
1: Three separate times. Great. Yeah. Great. So, I love your show. Thank you. Appreciate that. I don't that. like
11: the sign that was there yesterday about going in the ele- not going in the elevator with Jeffy. <laughs>
1: Would you get in an elevator uh, with Jeffy, Nancy? That's a darn Keith. I I
11: know. Everybody loves Jeffy.
1: Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Listen,
11: I love your show, but I would hear, because I had forgotten what they said.
1: Okay, we will look into that. Thanks, Nancy. That's a good idea, because you know there was a lot of double standard, a lot of hypocrisy happening there. In retrospect, Allie in Texas, welcome to The Blaze.
5: Hi, Pat. Hey. Um, I wanted to tell you, I'm a little frustrated with you because you're sitting there saying women have the right to say no and everything. And yes, we do have the right to say no, but
7: mm-hmm.
5: in my case, I didn't even get a chance to say no or anything. What happened was I was working at an internet insurance company, basically, in an IT department. They changed the name. I had to go through the CEO's emails to try and help him switch to the new email. His friend liked to send him pornographic emails. I mentioned this to my boss several times and said, please talk to him about this. I don't like seeing them. Turns out his poor admin had to see them. And I ended up getting fired. They just said, we don't want you talking about it. You're fired. The HR department wouldn't even acknowledge that I worked there. I contacted the EEOC. Wow. They said, well, unless you have proof. And this is at the same time as a woman had like a huge stack of evidence in her own case where she had been having to deal with inappropriate emails at work. And she was basically not getting any traction at all. And I didn't, I didn't save any of the emails or anything like that. The problem was I'd been out of work for nine months before I got this job. I ended up losing my town or my condo closure. I, you know, I ended up in Texas because of it because I couldn't afford to live in Chicago anymore. This was in Chicago, mm-hmm. but, You know, yeah, it's easy to sit there and say, yes, a woman can say no. Well, maybe she just wants to keep her job because she likes her job. Yeah, I like my job, but, you know, they fired me for saying, dude, you're violating company policy.
1: Stop. Yeah, well, that's a slightly different situation because you didn't have the opportunity to say no. This woman I was talking about in the Lauer case did. Uh, She could have said no. Now, And that may cost you your job or it may not. You don't know. But don't you have to prioritize are are there things more important than your job?
5: I just I, from my perspective, I'm looking at. It and she's like, you know, even if she does have the opportunity to say no, and she's looking at it, what if, what if, what other circumstances are happening in her life? Is she what, yeah, is I don't she, know, like me, That's living true. from paycheck to paycheck, and yes. you know, yes, yeah, she, she's going to tr- start looking for another job. She's caught blindsided by this this proposition,
7: mm-hmm. and
5: the first thing she wants to do when she goes home is 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 look for a new job and get out of there. But you know. Maybe she has kids, maybe there's other circumstances that she's taking care of other people, or maybe she just doesn't want to lose her house. Yes. You know, because the economy is bad or, or you know, things like that. This happened in two thousand nine to me, so you know
1: Have you recovered from that? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. So just, it's 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 a little better, but not a lot. Is that what you mean by that or
5: Well, I, you know, like I said, I ended up moving to Texas. I ended up getting a job. The only problem is, is in the last year, I have actually been unemployed again, trying to find a job. But like I I told your screener, I had another incident happen in December where my boss acted inappropriately and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to risk somebody deciding that I didn't, I shouldn't work at that company anymore because it's an international company. I was actually working overseas, but Mm. I've worked with a really great people at that company and, you know didn't want to lose an opportunity to work at that company again with other people that would probably be really great because I said something about that person.
1: And then what happened in the end? Did you, did you lose that job well, anyway?
5: Well, yeah, I was already yeah. out. I was already almost out the door of the contractor. So I knew I wasn't going to have to see the guy after that, but I spent the last week or two being really frustrated and irritated that his opinion of the situation was that he acted unprofessionally.
1: Wow. You First, know, and yeah. it just,
5: it's a perspective thing, yes. you know. It's, it's, and I appreciate
1: I, I appreciate your perspective, Allie. Thank you for the call. Uh, we'll we'll discuss this a little bit more coming up here in a second. And granted, I'm a man, not a woman who's been in these situations. Well, you know, how, how are you identifying today? Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay, just check. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Cat Gray returns. Thanks for being here. 888-933-93. Just um, basking in the glow of these wonderful revelations about uh, all these people, these icons of journalism, movie industry, politics. Looks like Nancy Pelosi's finally come around on John Conyers, wants him to resign. But uh, Conyers' lawyer says, Nancy Pelosi sure as hell, unquote, won't be the one to decide if he resigns. (laughs) So eh, there's still a little fire in the belly apparently there. And Al Franken, what's going to become of him? Uh, The TV interviewer, the CBS reporter, Esme Murphy, uh, asks him about his credibility in light of all of these accusations. Here's what Franken said.
8: Can you really continue to claim kind of a moral high ground on some of these issues, including the Trump-Russia investigation, when a lot of people feel you've been less than transparent about these particular allegations?
10: Well, I, um, I think I, well, I'm a, I, a good questioner. Um, and I think that the questions mm-hmm. that I'm asking uh, uh, don't go to my credibility. They uh, go to right. the credibility of the witness. They go to the credibility. Hasn't
8: your credibility Mm. been undermined?
10: I I I, would say yes. And I have a long way back. I have a long way back to win back the trust (laughs) of the people of Minnesota.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the thing, the good thing is he's in Minnesota. So uh, that's a weird state. I mean, it's a state that elected that guy and Jesse Ventura. And so if. Any state can help him find his way back. I think it would be Minnesota. Triple eight nine hundred 93 Also, Bette Midler had some issues. Apparently, there was a there's an interview she did with Barbara Walters. Speaking of all all of these charges, um, it, it, everybody's digging into the past now and finding that there was a lot more molesters than than maybe we anticipated. And here's what uh, Bette Midler told Barbara Walters back in uh, the 1990s. A
8: producer came to do an interview with me in the 70s, the early 70s. And this was when he was very Mm -hmm. sort of hot. And he and his producer left the crew in the other room. They pushed me into my bathroom. They broke two poppers and pushed them under my nose and proceeded to grope me. And I didn't have wow. any. idea grope. grope me. I did not offer myself up on the altar of Geraldo Rivera. He mm. was unse- he was unseemly. His behavior was unseemly. Uh,
1: wow. <laughs> Interesting. Why didn't? Why weren't there any repercussions for Geraldo Rivera back in the '90s after that interview?
2: Hmm.
1: That's fascinating.
2: Could have saved us a lot of trouble, like that picture he took of himself in a towel.
1: Hmm. Yes. When he was, what, 70? When that happened? Maybe five years ago? I think Mm -hmm. he's 75 now. So that's interesting. And when I asked yesterday, who's going to be next? uh, One of our producers said yesterday, Geraldo Rivera. (laughs) And sure enough... Geraldo Rivera uh, yeah. is being accused. Just because he came out and was accused clear back in night in the nineties, but he set himself up by coming out and defending uh,
2: Matt Lauer.
1: That's true. Uh, yeah, that so between? people, yes, and because he defended Matt Lauer, he's definitely a target. And here, somebody dug up that Barbara Walters interview with Bette Midler. Uh, here's what he said about Matt Lauer. This from Geraldo. Sad about. Lauer, great guy, high, highly skilled and empathetic with guests and a real gentleman to my family and me. News is a flirty business, and it seems like the current epidemic of sexual allegations may be criminalizing courtship and conflating it with uh, predata- predation. What about Garrison Keillor? Wow. thats I mean, that's just a weird statement mm-hmm. because what we're talking about with Matt Lauer... Was not courtship. Yeah, but congratulations
2: it, to Geraldo for mixing in the word of the day off of his calendar. There.
1: But the, with you know, with the things that he has, the photos that he's taken of his own body, Geraldo, and then sent him out everywhere, you can understand he probably does consider sexting courtship. <laughs> wow, just just a bit. Is there anybody that's going to be safe here? I, I don't know. Is there? Uh, triple eight, nine hundred thirty three, ninety three. Where will this all end? Barbara in Ohio, you're on the blaze.
12: Hi, Pat. I just wanted to tell you about my experience. Okay. Um, I worked for a big company back in the early sixties and I had a married boss who kept trying to get me to go out and was hitting on me. And eventually when I kept saying no, he threatened my job. And I had a great job. It was big money, and I wasn't going to make that money anywhere else. But I didn't care. I went to his boss, sat down with his boss, and we talked about it. His boss handled it. Within a few months, that man was gone, and I was still on my job. And I guess my point is, you have to value yourself. And there are good people out there. And the man that I went to, I think we were talking, I was talking with your producer about back in the day, I think things were handled differently and we have to remember there are good people out there that will help you. And sometimes you just, I mean, I took a risk. You know what? I valued myself more. I really agree with you on that point. Yeah. I know it's hard in the world, It is. but you know what? And maybe some of it goes back to religion.
1: True. Yes.
12: We've lost a little of that in our world too, but all I wanted to say was I think there are a lot of good people out there who will help you, men included.
13: Appreciate because... that.
1: Yeah, I and thank you for that story. It does it gives a little hope. Adds a little uh, ray of sunshine to this discussion that it can happen, that you and when you do go looking for help from somebody in upper management, they actually do help you rather than just summarily fire you. Cuz it's starting to sound like there are no good people. Isn't it? It's just—it feels like, geez, you've got nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. That you—you just must cave in to sexual predators. I—I'd I'd hate to believe that. Caleb in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, hey there. Hey.
4: Uh, so I have been thinking about this whole situation with all of these different people coming out. Uh, weeks months even years later and saying that this person sexually harassed me and i think this is basically one of the basic tenets of pop culture collapsing on itself um basically you know culture has taught us for the last 20 30 40 years that sex is just a physical act there's just nothing there's nothing to sex except what makes my body feel good right that's that's pretty yeah. much what we've been taught
7: right it's just yes. a physical thing mm-hmm.
4: but, then why is it that these women say i felt powerless i felt like he had emotional manipulation over top of me is it because that perhaps maybe sex is more than just a physical thing there's something there's something more that happens within you know a sexual relationship and i think that's something that we as christians and certainly anybody that believes that as uh, sex is more than just physical, that there's something special to that. That's something that in the long run, I believe that this is something that we can use as a way to say, okay, well, remember what we said and we pushed back on you when you said that that was just physical? Well, look, it's, it's, it's obviously more than physical to you. It's obviously more than physical to even him who, who you know, felt like that way. So, you know, maybe in the long run, as difficult as this is right now and this as crazy as, as this is right now in terms of feeling that, you know, everybody is a sexual predator. All of a sudden,
7: mm-hmm. this
4: is an opportunity in the long run to really kind of reclaim this part of culture.
1: Yeah, I hope you're right, um, and and I think that possibility does exist. Hopefully, appreciate it. Thanks, Caleb. That's a that's a good perspective on this um, because it is a societal. It, it's a sign of the decay that we've had in the society, and it, it's a really sad sign because you can predict uh, there's going to be what. Two or three more today, probably, that come out. Oh, we got one. We had several yesterday. We got another one today. Yeah,
2: I don't know this guy, mm-hmm.
1: but. Um, okay, we got another I one. I guess he's famous enough to have a New York Times
2: uh, expose on him.
1: Israel Hor- Horovitz. Okay. Who I, I don't know either, either, but he's a playwright and mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine women are accusing him of sexual misconduct. Okay. And there's so many different words for sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, sexual assault. Uh, In 1986, Maddie Corman was a 16-year-old actress performing off-Broadway as her mom lay dying in a hospital, hours after having a stroke. So, you know, this is going to be a sad story. Backstage, Ms. Corman was consoled by Israel Horovitz, the show's 47-year-old playwright and her mentor. As she prepared to go on, he pressed her against a wall and forcefully kissed her. Jocelyn Meinhard was 19 when she began a summer fellowship in 89 with Horowitz at the Gloucester Stage Company in Massachusetts, where he was an artistic director. Uh, She knew Horowitz, one of his sons, Adam, who would go on to fame with the Beastie Boys, had been her high school boyfriend. Uh, That first night, she said, Horowitz drove her home in his convertible. His license plate read, author, to the family. He locked the door, then kissed and fondled her, and she started to cry. Then he led her into the bedroom where he, she says, raped her. Wow. Uh, and it goes on and on. Another 16-year-old. Uh, so he's a predator of very young girls. In response to questions this week, Horowitz, who's now 78 told the New York times that while see if this sounds familiar. Oh, I didn't read this part. Once. See if this sounds familiar, while I have a different memory of some <laughs> of these events, I apologize with all my heart to any woman who has ever felt compromised by my actions and to my family and friends who have put their trust in me to hear that I have caused pain is profoundly upsetting as is the idea that I might have crossed a line with anyone who considered me a mentor. Jeez. He's got a different memory of some of these things. Al Franken has a different memory of some of these things. Matt Lauer has different context and memory of some of these things. Adam Horowitz, the son, says, I believe the allegations against my father are true, and I stand behind the women that made them. <laughs> okay, so there's an here's another... Fun little addition uh, (laughs) to this whole thing. Wow. And again, it's fascinating to watch these liberals squirm like this. And they're in a quandary because they supposedly support women's rights. They supposedly support and are behind what Hillary said last year when she said these women have a right to be believed. So it's tough to play both sides of that argument. Like, okay, I can't fully admit to it. But I have to lend sympathy. I got to look like I'm sympathetic to these women. So my memory is different from theirs. But gosh, if they were hurt. If there was any line I may have crossed, I don't think so. But if it ever happened through some weird, weird circumstance, I apologize. Never would I hurt a woman. I'm all about women's rights. Do you fascinating do you
2: think that if this news cycle this post harvey weinstein era that we're living in had um, been generated about a year earlier do you think that hillary would have won the presidency in this climate
1: does it make a difference do you think i I really Mm. i have no idea i don't know she's such a terrible candidate yeah she'd still be a terrible candidate that's true good point (laughs) okay Uh, If you're sealing up your house for the winter, there could be a lot of nasty stuff locked in there with you, and you're just breathing it. And then when you kick on the furnace, all that stuff gets carried all over your house. If your furnace's filter hasn't been changed, time to change it. There's a great solution. It's called FilterBuy.com. It's really easy. You just go to FilterBuy.com, and then you search for your filter by size, by the brand name, or by the MERV rating. If you have some kind of unusual filter size, that's no problem they'll just literally make one for you so the filters are then shipped free within 24 hours and you have it quickly uh, they don't charge extra for the shipping and all their filters are made right here in the usa it's a tremendous this is a great company when you set up auto delivery you se- not only do you save five percent but then you don't have to worry about when to change the filters again because when it's time they show up at your door go to filterby.com today Get the best price on top quality filters. And again, they're shipped free within 24 hours. Filterby.com. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 93 Kind of an interesting little element, side element to this whole story with Matt Lauer. Uh, the variety investigator, the investigator that did the big story on Matt Lauer and kind of uh, broke some of the details of what he's being accused of. He came on CNN today and, you know, yesterday the co-anchors Savannah Guthrie and, and Hoda Kotb Both said they just found out about these shocking allegations against Matt. We're just trying to get our heads around it. It, The investigator from uh, Variety says, no, they, they knew. They were aware of these allegations. Our sources say it wasn't even considered a secret at NBC. It was known by many employees at the Today Show, including some employees that have gone on television and publicly said, we had no idea. Some of the person, other personalities, on air personalities, were aware of these allegations. And usually that's the case. When you got a dirt bag in your office, most people know they're a dirt bag. I give you Jeffy, right? I mean, hmm. you didn't have to
2: reach too far for that one.
1: <laughs> you didn't have to go, huh? What are you nah, doing this? didn't office have to really think about it. No, nah, that's right. <laughs> um, so he says, as if it weren't clear enough already, he doubled down on the suggestion that Guthrie and Cotby knew. Uh, He says, according to our sources, the co-anchors were aware of some of these allegations. They're having uh, trouble reckoning what some of these anchors said in private conversations versus what was said on TV yesterday. We believe there will be more evidence about who knew what and when that will come out in the reporting in the days to come. So, yeah, I mean, this, this thing is just... It's just burning everybody to the ground. <laughs>
2: it's no longer a forest fire. It's a volcano inside a forest fire. Oh, man. Every day, a new eruption.
1: 888-933-93. Kim in Arizona, you're on the blaze.
2: Hi, Pat. Hi. I was I was listening to your
14: show, and I had to tell you a couple of stories that happened to me. Okay. I had two, two fellas fired. I, I work for Greyhound Bus Lines, and um, I was on call. So this happened in the early 90s. I was about 32. And I'm sitting out there waiting for my assignment in the smoking area. And we had a pretty new supervisor. He's about 60. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he grabs my breast and said, you know, Kim, if if you get with me, you know, I can get you some great uh, charters. You'll make a lot of money. So... I, I was I didn't know what to do. I was young and kind of stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to my best friend, and he happened to be my my union steward, had union steward, and he was madder than a hornet. So he says, "Kim, you got to fill out a, a grievance." And I said, "Okay." Well, I got to the the fourth step of the grievance process, and the the big boss is there, and um, the fellow says. Yeah, I did it, but at least I didn't screw her. And the guy oh looked gosh. at him and said, "You are so fired." <laughs> but that's how stupid he is. You know, it wow. could have been he. Sh- he said, "She said," right, and then but- the second one, I was in. Uh, it was a slow time at my job, so I always took a part-time job, and I was working security with this young fella, and uh, he was twenty-three, and I was like. 53. And he says, Oh, I really like young or older women and all this. So he's sending me a picture of his, his stuff down there. And I was like, Oh brother. <laughs> so I kept it on my phone and I'm gay. Yes. Gay Republicans really do exist. Okay. And my girlfriend snooping through the phone and she, she sees this picture and Oh my God, she went nuts. She was so irate. I was saving it. So payday when payday came around, I, you know, bring it up to my supervisor, right. <laughs> and he got fired too, of course, because I had it right online. But that's how stupid these guys are. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> that's how dumb they are.
1: That is unbelievable. Was, and to be as presumptuous as to just walk up to you and grab your breast, or to when they barely know you to send you a photo of of their of their wiener. It, it's just <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even imagine that people are that stupid, but you're right. They are. Somehow they are.
14: Yeah. And they deserve to get fired. Yes, they they do. They're being stupid. Yes, they do. (laughs) Well, I had to share that with you, Pat. I'm an avid listener to you. God bless
1: you. You You too. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. Kelly in Missouri. Welcome to the blaze.
15: Well, hello. Um, Hi. I'm going to build on what your last caller was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, The guys aren't stupid. It's that it's worked for them um, in the past and Mm. because it's worked for them before they're going to do it again because men don't just start out that way and um women do too good of a job of making guys who do stupid things feel comfortable about what they've done and instead of calling them out like your last like your last caller has done she called out the guys who were acting like idiots but so i see so many girls especially young girls um who who play into it or who laugh it off or who think it's harmless to allow guys to talk to them this way they don't ever set those boundaries up and then it just builds their confidence um too many when when you know when a guy comes up to you and says wow you're so beautiful i could make a lot of money off of you in the city instead of saying oh haha that's so funny you need to say something like What's wrong with you? That's a horrible right. thing to say. I'm going to call the cops. That's a threat.
1: Yeah. You know, Don't ever but, talk where's... to me like that again. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to report you to HR right now.
15: Well, I mean, in that case, as a customer, a customer has said something like that to me before. And, wow, you know, I can't re- report it to HR, but, you know, I, could, I yes. can point out, hey, that's a threat. I'm not going to laugh it off and think that's cute.
1: Exactly. But
15: we, as women, are doing too good a job of making you guys feel comfortable saying stuff like this. Um so that it, it, it makes it, it emboldens them, it enables them, especially you know, they guys who watch a lot of porn, they think that's how women want to be talked to. That's how you pick up a girl. You go up and grab their boob and they're supposed, I don't know. Um, what I've started doing is just asking them what in your head was my response to that? Like how is this like, how did you see this conversation going? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. (laughs) And is the answer usually, I just thought you'd fall into bed with me? Yeah, (laughs) I I don't know. I don't think
15: they've even thought it through that far. uh, But yeah, it's never (laughs) once worked in my recollection of somebody doing something like that and it working. But obviously, it's working somewhere or else they wouldn't keep trying it. Apparently,
1: yeah. Well, and so much appreciate the call. Thanks, Kelly. So many women are not reporting because they're afraid for whatever reason or they're uncomfortable for whatever reason. And if it doesn't get reported, then yeah, they're not gonna—they're not going to be stopped. And I think if more women realized that, as you said, Kelly, that that the more they get away with this, the more they're going to be encouraged to do it again. When you don't encourage it, and when you do something about it, or when you say something to them, or when you punch them in the face for grabbing you in the breast, uh, that puts a stop to it pretty quickly. Uh, and then that saves somebody else down the line from that sort of harassment that sort of behavior 888 Uh with your thoughts on this and we've got plenty more too of course the Republican uh, tax bill the Senate tax bill being voted on looks like that's gonna pass and uh, we gotta show you what Diane Feinstein said about immigration. Back in the 90s, his his, his tune has changed ever so slightly. Uh, That's coming up on The Blaze.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Tax bill that uh, is, you know, about as lackluster as you could expect from Mm. a majority party. Mm. Uh, It looks like it's close to passing because it's, I mean, why wouldn't it? It's just, you would seem to be able to get Democrats on board with this. It's just so nothing. (laughs) It's just so just so nothing. worthless. <laughs> um, Lisa Murkowski is is going to vote for it. John McCain's going to vote for it.
2: Yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs>
1: um, uh, here's what the Senate Republicans' tax plan means if you're making twenty five thousand, seventy five <clears> thousand, or one hundred and seventy five thousand a year. Uh, the savings on twenty five thousand dollars salary would be about three hundred and sixty nine dollars a year. A year, not a month, and that's, a year. That's the Senate plan. This is the Senate plan. What about the House if they get woo, their way? Woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. Party time, right? For the Republicans, $202 a year. $202? What are you going to do with that? Mm. So hard to decide because you don't want to use it all up in one place, but it's hard not to use it in one place because that, like, it'll buy you... Uh, I can't even think what it would. <laughs> I was going to say,
2: I was like, going to say, what The cable bill, <laughs> almost I
1: mean, nothing. Like, okay. It pro- it probably won't even pay a month's worth of your cable bill, <laughs> depending on how many channels you have and if you have premium channels. Mm-hmm. Seventy five thousand dollars a year in the Senate in the Senate plan, you you should save about twenty one hundred twenty nine dollars. Mm. Uh, with the House, two thousand seventy eight, so less. One hundred seventy five thousand dollars salary savings will be five thousand two hundred forty dollars in the in the Senate. Four thousand two eighty nine in the House. Now, the House version actually has a tax increase for people making two hundred thousand or two hundred twenty thousand to I believe four hundred eighteen thousand. Your taxes actually go up. So that you got that going for you. Congratulations. <laughs> and the Senate added new tax brackets. Uh, I it, they kept all the ones that existed and then added one. Uh, so I, I don't know. I. It just, it's so frustrating. Tired of the winning So frustrating. Oh, not quite yet. No? No, I'm still looking for the first win. Okay. Actually, maybe you, you could say yes. Okay, the Supreme Court justice was a win. Okay. Getting out of the, uh, getting out of the Paris Agreement is a win. Okay. But I can't name another one. Uh, apparently, the president can. Here's what he told people in Missouri. Interestingly.
16: We've already made tremendous progress, far greater really? than I would have thought. I will tell you this in a non-braggadocious way.
1: Uh-huh. <clears throat> there there has
16: never been a ten month president that has accomplished what we have accomplished. That I can tell you. What? I'd like to know
1: really? <laughs> There's never been a president that in 10 months has accomplished what Trump has. What have you. What, uh, okay, you, the Supreme Court Justice got out of the Paris Agreement. I, I honestly can't name another accomplishment. They you know haven't what? accomplished anything.
2: Uh, let's. It's uh, the FCC uh, chairman. Hmm? Uh, Ajit Pai? Yeah. He's good, right? I mean, he, uh, he elevated him from being yes. a commissioner to chairman. But I think beyond that. Um, I, you know, let us
1: know what the accomplishments are. I'd be interested to hear from Trump supporters or anyone who. What, what are we missing here? Because um, it doesn't seem like a lot. And I, I'm not even placing the blame necessarily on Trump, because it's the it's the feckless Congress. It's the Republicans in Congress, in the Senate, in the House that can't, they can't exercise the majority that they have to get anything done.
2: I, I would say in the case of John McCain, he's a saboteur.
1: And uh, I
2: think that was evidence mm-hmm. with his vote against uh, repealing Obamacare
1: um,
2: yeah. back uh, in the summer.
1: So I'd love to hear from you uh, on some of the accomplishments that we're we're forgetting about. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we're we've been talking about, of course, the sexual harassment charges. Uh, Matt Lauer, Garrison Keeler, Al Franken, some of the latest victims on this. And you know, as I pondered this thing, I think Democrats, progressives, liberals. Have, they, they need to shoulder a lot of the responsibility for what's going on in the workplace and in Congress and elsewhere. Because back in the 90s, when all the Bill Clinton nonsense, when his sexual harassment and assaults on women were laughed off by the Democrats, shoved under the rug, told that, oh, that's nothing. Oh, we don't we don't listen to them. Oh, they don't have to be believed. None of the accusers of Bill Clinton were ever believed by anyone on the left. We kept hearing, "No, no, he didn't do that." Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. And then when it came out, yes, he did. Ah, it doesn't matter. That's his personal business. That doesn't make him a worse president. <laughs> so we had a whole generation of people learn that from the Democrats. None of this sexual harassment matters. So I could do what I want in the workplace. I can do what I want on the house of the floor, uh, on the floor of the House of Representatives, or the the Senate floor. I can do whatever I please. I'm a man. My president back in the 90s showed me the way. I just take what I want from women. Isn't that what Bill Clinton did? Yes. Yes, it nine hundred let Let's go to George in Delaware. You're on the blaze.
13: Uh, thanks, Pat, for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I, well, you were talking earlier about, I mean, all of this boils down to an abuse of power.
7: Yeah. Period. Yeah.
13: Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter, and so on. Everything's led up to it. But it goes to show, at least in my opinion, it goes to show you exactly what founding fathers thought and why they created the Constitution and the separation of powers because no single person, and we've watched that, like you said, multiple times a day Mm -hmm. with the abuse and so forth. That's why you can't trust a centralized power And you have the separations of power, hence the reason not to go to socialism or communism, because ultimately, let's say Al Franken was in control of a socialistic. How can you trust someone, a degenerate like that, whether, again, Republican Mm -hmm. or Democrat? Mm -hmm. But you have to keep the separations of power. the, The Constitution wasn't just about or isn't applied wise, isn't just simple government. It's also about society. Yes. Relating to society. So. Yeah, not to concentrate power.
1: That's a that's a great point, uh, George. You know, and that's, you know, uh, uh, the the founders were were brilliant in um, in they knew we were flawed in that they knew we were flawed, and they yeah. they protected the the country against those flaws with the Constitution. Exactly. So yeah, that's an excellent point. That appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. George. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they know the nature of man, and that's. That's why they studied the people they did, the philosophers they did. It goes way beyond just governmental systems. With the with the founders, people like Thomas Jefferson studied the ancient Greeks. They studied philosophy. Uh, they studied theories that these men had, and that's why, as George mentioned, they put in the uh, they put in the balance of powers that they did because they knew that men will get carried away. And wow, are we ever seeing that in spades right now? Um, and they also knew that our constitution (laughs) was made only for a moral and religious people. And as John Adams said, and producer Keith has on his phone at the ready all the time, (laughs) it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So if you're not a moral people, the constitution can't help you because if you're, if you're immoral, you're not going to pay attention to the constitution and nobody's feet are going to be held to the fire. And wow, are we ever experiencing that? And you may
2: not realize this, but you're about to tweet out that quote from John Adams.
1: Wow, I'm good. While I'm doing this, I'm still going to tweet that out? How do you do that, I'm a multitasker. Mm -hmm. I could just multitask like you can't believe. Watch me. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) 888-900-3393. Also, Representative Clyburn- who is uh, defending John Conyers now on these sexual allegations. Uh, Here's what uh, he had to say yesterday when he was questioned about Conyers' allegations.
17: Other men in other industries have faced similar accusations and gotten out of the way, resigned, stepped down far faster than he has.
10: Right. Uh, no, you would have to give me some examples. Uh, Harvey Charlie Weinstein, Charlie, Charlie Rose, Charlie Matt Lauer. Lauer. Going up.
1: I don't think who, who elected
10: them.
1: Who elected them?
7: So it's different because he's elected.
1: <laughs> the arrogance. I can't take it. With those three words, he showed you the problem in Washington. Who elected them? We're elected. We're above you, little people. We're above the little people like Matt Lauer and, and Harvey Weinstein and, you know, certainly the rank and file people that uh, whose names you don't even know in this country. We're above them. We have been elected. We don't need to conform to your little people regulations. It's great. <laughs> that is fantastic. Thumbs it up right there. When they just show exactly who they are while they're doing that right now. They're doing that. Triple eight nine hundred 900 That's just that's breathtaking. Um, let me tell you about GoTenna because if you are looking for a way to be off grid, you know some people just they don't want to be tracked all the time. They they don't want to be followed. They don't want to be monitored. They they don't want their purchases. And sometimes it's not even that you think anything nefarious is going to happen with the government. It's just that you want your privacy. And there's there's also a, a real safety portion of preparedness where you want to have enough food and water, but you also want to be able to communicate with loved ones. And so GoTennaMesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready network, which means you can send texts and GPS locations without cell towers, without routers, without satellites. So whether you're an outdoor enthusiast or you are a prepper, or you're anybody who needs an off-grid communication solution, when service is not reliable or not available, Gotenna is for you. These are so convenient, so easy to use. You just pair the device with your phone using the Gotenna app. and then, Or you could even leave it unpaired in strategic locations to relay communications from one device to another. And right now, when you go to Gotenna.com, that's G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, Use the promo code PAT15. They'll give you 15% off your order of a 2, 4, or 8-pack of these. Super light. I think they weigh 4 ounces. Easy to carry in your pocket or just clip on your belt loop. They're awesome. So you can create a pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere you need to, just using this. And you don't even have to worry about cell towers. You don't have to worry about the infrastructure that you failed. Don't wait until you need this, though, before you act. Visit Gotenna.com right now. Just go there right now and take care of it. Save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's Gotenna.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed.
1: On the Blaze
0: Radio Network. Back to pat gray on the blaze radio network
1: hey 888-933-93 it is pat Gray unleashed. uh some things we haven't gotten to yet joe scarborough's brother i i'm usually quite interested in his opinion and so, sure so whenever there's a topic that uh I can't figure out for myself. I usually try to find out what Joe Scarborough's brother
2: is. Like doing. you go to Twitter and you type in search for
1: Joe Scarborough's brother. Which, I mean, right. or you could just use his name, Pat. What's his, I mean, what's his Well, I, I his mean, name? I'm not going to insult people by saying that. His
2: his like, like, I don't want to type in Joe Scarborough's <laughs> brother. I want to know
1: his name. All right. According to the story, it's oh. George. But of course you knew that. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Thank as you. I did.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. But his brother, who is a supporter of Trump. Uh, said that Trump crossed the line with his tweet calling for an investigation into the dead staffer uh, in Joe Scarborough's congressional office when he was in Congress in 2001. I mean, it is a strange story. It's unusual, however, for the president of the United States to throw out kind of an accusation like Scarborough killed this woman. Mm. She was 26, I think, and apparently uh, attractive. And she fell hmm. and hit her head and died. I mean, that's like a lifetime movie death. That just doesn't, you don't just trip and fall at 26 and die.
2: Hold on a second. But, but she did. Where, where, where was she when she died?
1: She was in the congressional office, I believe, of uh, Joe Scarborough.
2: I mean, is other I, I don't
1: know. And are, there, but I don't think there was anybody with her. Are there stairs um, in the congressional? No. I mean, was she mm-hmm. changing a light bulb? No, and that's I why mean... people, you know, have brought it up a few times saying, huh, that's unusual. Huh. Hmm. Huh. I wonder if someone was. Yeah, I mean. So, anyway, his brother <laughs> okay. is very pissed at the president that he supported. Mm-hmm. And he says, I need to see a public apology to my brother Joe, or else he has lost my support for good, which is saying a ton given. All the support I've shown him in the past two years. I'm sure that means a lot to Donald Trump. I'm sure he's... uh, That apology will be forthcoming very, very shortly. (laughs) Um, Also, we got to talk sometime during the course of the day about researchers claiming that they have proven positively that love at first sight doesn't exist. I don't know how you prove that. But we'll get into that. And they say it didn't happen. The reason, I, I guess the reason it's a story is that uh, Prince Harry in the UK fell in love with this girl, he said, from the first time he was with her. And so now people are saying, well, oh, that's not even possible. Uh, I'd say it's more likely than continuing to pay a monarchy family 150 to 200 years after they have no power, a billion dollars a year. And pretend like they still have power. Pretend like the monarchy still means anything. Uh, also, John Conyers, you know, back on this sexual harassment thing. Conyers, the one thing he has done, he hasn't stepped down from Congress yet. But he did say he won't run for re-election. Which is crushing to, I think, most of us that his sure. his, his political career would be cut short in its prime. He, he will not be running for a 28th? term (laughs) that is heartbreaking why
2: are you leaving so soon
1: man what i mean you're just getting started you (laughs) haven't even learned how it works yet after 54 freaking years (sighs) (laughs) he's he's not going to resign just yet but he's not seeking re-election next year is Is he not
2: okay what are the odds of him making it to the end of his term I
1: don't think they're, they're now that Pelosi has turned on him. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they're very good. I don't think he makes it to the end of his term. Yeah, but he's sick too. He might, he, not, he might not make it to the end of this week. Right, he's in the hospital right now, <laughs> sure. and that could just be setting up. Well, it's got nothing to do with the sexual harassment, no. which he absolutely denies, and he no. did not do it, and he categorically says these people are liars. But he's got this health issue now, oh. so it's a good time to step aside.
7: Because
1: mm-hmm. you you know that's what that's how they think in in D C. They don't want their legacy ruined, and so they're looking for an excuse to get him out of there. Maybe that's Nancy what I think is going on. She
2: didn't get the memo of the plan and how it was going to go down. <laughs> right, Listen, Nancy. Here's what's going right. to happen. Just lay which low. is why
1: Conyers' uh, attorney said something so kind of you know uh, pissy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, what do you say? Like uh, she
1: sure as hell isn't going to s- decide when he leaves office. So that's uh, that's why there's a little a little tension of these liberals eating their own and then he probably, it's always enjoyable to watch then the lawyer probably sent her an email and said look maybe you didn't get the note right we're dude's going to be in the hospital for a week we're setting up a medical leave
2: okay <laughs> give, us, give us till 12 10 17 yeah. all right and then he's going to retire for medical
1: reasons exactly nope uh, judy in pennsylvania you're on the blaze hi
18: i just want to say that donald trump has done amazing things in Cambry County, Pennsylvania, and in Plot County, Pennsylvania. He has caused our Cambry County Fair to have hundreds of thousands of people in the first day, and I've never seen it. I've been married um, (laughs) in more than 45 years to my husband, Uh only husband, and Uh he has caused, we couldn't even move in midway. We had to wait in line for every scandal of for food, and we had, when I got halfway through the line, I was told, no, we ran out of food. That never happened to me since I was a child in grade school getting a free day on Labor Day to go to the fair from St. Michael's School in It never happened. that Cambly County Fair in Ebonsburg, Completely, so you couldn't move. You had to wait everywhere. You oh. had to push your way through the mm. midway. This is a whole different stop. Um, it's never happened before in the history of the Cambry county Kansas. And when you go, I went to Holy Name Church last <laughs> Sunday in Evansburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. I had thirty cars on the way to the stoplight. Wow! And I've never seen more than three or four. Uh, um, we we had big uh, we had big traffic jams. And in Evansburg, Pennsylvania, Carson and Loretto, Mm -hmm. we're having uh, a long time to get out on the road. We never had more than two or three cars. And this is amazing. The the jobs are up in Pennsylvania, and Mm -hmm. we have had more employment. They say the employment has really gone down lower than it's been for many years. I don't know how long, maybe since Reagan, but... It is uh something i never thought i'd see and the biggest thing of all is getting our supreme court justice in there that is pro-life and thank you pat Uh,
1: no thank you judy appreciate the call uh (laughs) triple a he's also apparently uh, responsible for the uh lack of quality audio on your phone so that's one negative that trump has brought into your life but Mm -hmm. the rest of it does sound really good and I, i i didn't know about any of those accomplishments in pennsylvania except for of course the supreme court justice uh robert in south carolina welcome to the blaze
17: oh hey pat i hey. just wanted to make a couple of comments this thing about republicans can't get anything done mm-hmm. i keep up with this a half for years what's mm-hmm. going on pat is the fact that you have about 10 people with an R beside their name that are really democrats one of them is from uh uh, uh my town here uh i mean south carolina uh, Scott's fine, but Graham, he is really liberal. He goes along yep. with McCain in Arizona. And let me tell you something about uh, Graham. When he ran last time, I've always voted for him until the last time. They had a debate with all the Republican congressmen. I mean, the Republicans running to get that seat to run against the Democrat. He had 12 people in the debate on TV. They sat there for four hours and debated, and not one question come up on immigration. It wow. blew my mind. I said, What are you people doing? And so he was elected. He's hmm. for open borders just like McCain's for open borders. Yeah, yeah. Grim. is the same way. Yeah, they're the same way. Flake's the same way. That's the main reason they oppose Trump on anything, and don't. They're childish. They won't vote for him on that, and also because he got on mccain that that time. made fun of him for getting locked up overseas and all that. You know, as a prisoner, that yeah. was part of it. But he's acting like a child. But let me tell you something. Those two women that always they're voting with the Democrats now. One says he's independent. There's no such thing. You know that the independents always vote with the Democrats. They are a holdover. And the woman from Alaska that took Sarah Palin's place, mm-hmm. she her and the dead and all in were always Democrats. She had to change hers to a Republican to get the nomination, and she won out by doing that. She is a Democrat. You've got about 10 of them up there that don't want to support Trump. Yeah. Now, I voted for Cruz, and, and he lost out here. I went to Fort Mill when, when uh, Glenn, Beck, and, and Cruz went to Fort Mill. I went to see them and got to shake their hand and get me a hat and all that. I had never done that for a politician before. I wouldn't waste my time. But I did it for Cruz and for Beck because I respect both of them greatly. And I've been watching you all for years, and I've watched you this morning and you all now. But all this is going on. And I've never supported Trump. In fact, I voted for Darrell Castle for president. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a Trump man, okay? Straight, mm-hmm. I could never vote for Trump. But I do believe he has done some good things. But what is hurting is those that's got an R beside their name. It's about 10 of them that will not support him on things that normally Republicans would support him on.
7: Mm-hmm. So he's
17: getting hurt there. Plus, if you'll notice, any time he does try to stop the uh The uh, uh, Muslims from coming over from dangerous countries. They may be terrorists and all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, A federal judge knocks down everything he does. Everywhere he turns, they knock things down, like at the border and all of that. And so they're trying to stop him. Uh, you know his agenda, but it's hurting America. I don't particularly like Trump, but I do mm-hmm. believe he's trying. I yeah. don't agree with his speech and mm-hmm. bragging on himself, okay. but that's him. Yeah. I'm looking at what he can do for America, and I Definitely. honestly believe he's trying to help if they'll work with him. He's trying.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. Uh, that was that was one run on sentence. Um, uh,
2: there was a <laughs> semicolon or two in there. I don't think right? there was no. even a
1: comma in there. <laughs> no. Uh, Robert's fi- he's fired up. Appreciate the call, thanks a lot. And you're exactly right; they are obstructing their own president right now on certain things. Um, but you know, uh, I'm not sure he was the best choice in the first place. You mentioned uh, somebody else there. Like was there a, anybody else running? Uh, Ted. Um, what? Ted something or other. Does not bring a bell. Pretty good. Uh,
0: Pat Gray.
2: we're back yes this is the pat gray unleashed program Wow! i want to listen to your own show then you'd know when to speak during your own show
1: Hmm? usually Uh, oh yeah i I, I was just listening to rush for a minute Uh, should i not have been doing that (laughs) i was waiting for the
6: producer to say hey we're back
1: (laughs) wow because you know uh normally i would have to do uh this because we're chewing the fat now with jeffy (laughs) hi pat jeffy how you doing
6: Perfect. So, a couple days ago, we talked about uh, the celebration that I usually have uh, in my house over uh, the uh, <clears throat> Victoria's Secret uh, fashion show mm-hmm. uh, each year, and wouldn't you know that we were busy and I couldn't get to it uh, two nights ago, so we recorded it, and then we watched it last night. Oh, congratulations. So I apologize for being a little, you know, like a day
1: behind on the Victoria fashion uh, show. Wait, who's
2: we? Who, who watched it with you? My wife. Oh,
1: wow. She really? Right. Amber watched that with you? Yeah. She's just looking for... Like fashion gift tips. ideas, fashion, fashion tips, stuff that. Tell her what I like, what I she, don't like. She wants something lacy for Christmas. <laughs> tell her what I like and I, what I don't like. I have never ever had a request from my wife <laughs> for anything that looks like any of that stuff. Huh. Have you? She
6: tells me all the time.
1: Does she? Yeah. yeah. Hey, buy me buy me one of those baby doll <laughs> little nighties. <laughs> <laughs> never. Really? That doesn't no, oh. it's not a thing. Wow. I don't think I don't actually think that's a thing. You would be wrong. No, yeah? Okay,
2: All you right. would be wrong.
6: Okay. But one of the best parts. Now, this <laughs> this particular year was I was a little disappointed, actually. It came from they were in Shanghai. They made a big deal about being in China, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, it just felt like it wasn't it could have been more powerful. But the production <laughs> of the show is always great. However, this year one of the most uh, the fun thing is is that the hometown girl, uh, model uh, Ming Xi. Uh, Ming Xi. Yeah, that's why I said Ming Xi. We're mm. sure it's not XL. Uh, right? It's not XL. It is not, not XL. XL. Okay. That's another topic that we talked mm-hmm. about the other day about Victoria's Secret going to uh, yeah, they diversity. Not, right. I uh, know they have not, no. and uh, I was watching it a little bit with diversity in mind, and the entire show, I w- I thought, no.
7: Mm.
1: <laughs> no. Well, they have diversity, I'm sure of. Of uh, race, absolutely, right? One, yeah. yeah, all over the world, yeah, and they, they just, make a big deal about it too. They have yet to invite the, uh, the p- pleasantly larger, pleasantly shall we say, plumped. models yet. Right? Correct. <laughs> I <laughs> think will they be forced into that? Uh, the, I think so. You got to believe they will, right? Because everybody I, else is, is I coming.
6: Yes. Oh, yeah. Project Runway this year was made a big deal over it. Yeah, and uh, I think mm-hmm. the only way they get out of it is if. Maybe some of the other big model fashion mm. shows do it. Mm-hmm. And Victoria's Secret can say, look, we have diversity with ethnicities all over the world.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is us. Yeah. We're not doing it. The trick is knowing mm-hmm. when to not look up at the TV. When we're looking to get the commercials running in here. But uh, what do you mean? please continue. Okay
6: but I wanted to show you that Ming
1: XI. It's Ming Xi. You pronounce that as Xi. Can no, you not no, say that? No, it's Ming Xi. That's oh, okay. what it says on the paper.
6: <laughs> Ming Xi. That's her name. She's from China. Okay. And she took a tumble. Oh, uh, walking she on the on the old saying, down? Oh, Yes, no, feel do we have so that? And I felt bad. A... Yes, oh, we do. No. and I felt bad. And, and I kept w-
1: watching for it because I knew it was going to come. She's got a cape on, and
6: I felt bad waiting for it. But then, <sighs> oh, she, oh, she slipped goes. on her
1: cape. But and... they made, Oh, but, that's
6: sad. But they made a big deal out of it. Like it was wonderful. That she mm-hmm. won the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other model comes up, helps her up. She finishes the walkway without crying. She cries backstage. I mean they made a oh. big deal out of hey, fall eight times, get up nine. They oh, I mean they no. fell in ah. love with her. She won she the crowd. She didn't
1: slip on the cape, she slipped on her heels. Uh I'm no, surprised it was that the doesn't the happen cape. more. No, I think I think she just no, her it, the, it looks like her. Oh my God, I, we're gonna it looks fight like her shoe slipped just on? slipped out on from underneath her. Yeah, uh, from the cape. No, was not No the cape smiling? is behind her. The cape is behind her. All right. Did she keep smiling?
2: Hmm?
1: Oh yes, no. She did.
2: Jeffy's upset now. You voted. her. Don't she me. did.
1: It looks like it hurt though. <laughs> no, this is a yeah, big thing. controversy. That's right.
2: Gray unleashed everybody. But did she slip on her shoe or her kick?
1: Kind of sad. But if you're, she, she got up and finished. Yes, yeah, she did, and yeah. she, you know, she didn't, she
6: didn't cry until she got backstage. Mm-hmm. And I almost think that it might have been you know planned.
1: Yeah, no, that was. If
6: I'm bad. if I'm Ming Xi, and I think no. I'm in my hometown, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna how do I make myself separate from the crowd? Okay. I slip and fall. No. I get up, make a big deal out of it. Mm.
2: So she's Chinese. It was in China. She probably got beat after this show for embarrassing her country. <laughs> <laughs> That's
6: very possible. <laughs> That's very possible. Anyway, uh, I feel so- felt sorry for her. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's, uh, but I felt also bad. For, she survived. I kind of felt sorry for, you know, I felt bad laying in bed watching Victoria's Secret's uh, recorded show thinking, I'm waiting for the model to fall. I know she's going to fall. When does she fall? Because mm-hmm. I had
1: the news. It was, it was kind of fun. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah,
6: well, yeah. it's just
2: me.
1: So you recorded right. it just because you were busy that night.
2: It wasn't so you could rewind it and pause and all that other good stuff? No. It's just you were out that night when it originally aired. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, check, just checking, man. That's
6: what we. That's what you have DVRs for. Mm-hmm. So that you can view what you want to view on your own time. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Except, Next. You know, huge live events. Uh, we lost. We lost another human today. We did. We lost another human today. Who died? Uh, rest in peace, uh, Jim Neighbors. Jim, Jim neighbors. neighbors. Wow. 80, he was still alive till today.
1: I didn't know that. Wow. How old was he? Uh, Eighty-seven. Jim Neighbors <sighs> from Mayberry RFD, right? Yeah. And then his own uh, Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Go, yeah. He was Gomer Pyle. Go
7: away. Yeah.
1: And he had that outrageous operatic voice yeah oh, that's right he yes. had like he had like five five gold one platinum records did he really yeah
6: and he was you know he was one of the first hollywood guys that were you know were gay and he admitted and he it. came out yeah. and they had the, you know they had the right. big secret where he was supposed to be secretly married to rock
1: hudson yeah
6: you know which wasn't true right he's been married to this guy in hawaii for like 40 years <laughs> 40 years. Yeah, they've been together for 40 years.
1: Remember when uh, Barry Manilow came out? I guess it was last spring or so. Uh, a, and he said he you know, he just didn't want to ruin the mystique of his love songs right. and all that stuff during his career. But he had to tell you, okay, I've been with the same man for 45 years. Right. 45 years. Right. So then you think about all those songs that Manila wrote. <laughs> Were they all about that guy instead of like Mandy? <laughs> Who cares, You're talking, though? That's literally man D. You just cracked the code, but right? But who cares? Ah. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't matter, right? It's all about love. That's right. <laughs> so don't, oh my that's gosh, right, don't you Jackie. dare. That is beautiful. Don't you dare. Thank you for pointing that out and making sure that that's well understood. Yes, you're right. You're right. <sighs> I am saying you're you not. are right. You can't legislate love, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I know you try to. No, I do not. Oh, Pat. No, I do not. I don't back. try to. I don't try to. I have no power to legislate love. That's unleashed, man. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to hold anybody back. Come
6: Thank on. Thank you. So anyway, I was going through the list of a Jim, D- Jim neighbors dying. Yeah. Made me think, we lost a lot of people this year. We seriously have. I mean, it's I know that every year, year, at the for... end of the every, every year, we think, wow, we lost, seems to have lost a lot of people. But I was going through this list of the people that we've lost mm-hmm. this up till now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even in December. December 1st is when? Tomorrow or the day after? Tomorrow. Right. And so you know you're looking at you're looking at people that have died this year already. It's been amazing. I was like, wow, they died. You know, John Hurt, Mike Connors, Barbara Hale. I uh, now this one I'm not sure who this is, but she lived to be 106, so I put her on my list. Uh, Broomhilda Pomsel.
1: Don't know her. <laughs> wait. Broomhilda. Pono. I'm going to
6: have
2: to Google this. What? Broomhilda
6: Pompsil. I don't know that I want to know. She lived mm-hmm. to be 106, good for her. Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, how do you spell Broomhilda? Because nothing's even auto completing. What is it? Broomhilda. Broomhilda
1: Poms. I would oh, pronounce man. it, I'd spell it Broom. Right. And then Hilda.
2: I did. Look. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is Hilda. really difficult. Yeah. I mean,
6: sadly, even I could noodle that one.
2: Oh, you, wait a minute now. She was uh, Joseph Goebbels' secretary. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you glad you included that one? Huh. She lived
6: to be 106, though. 106. Her. That's yeah. amazing. That's what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, Al Jorio, South I didn't know about Al I, I didn't know I about a lot Al-Giro. of these people. I loved Al Jorio. Was, was good. I was a big fan. I met him a couple of times. He was. I
1: was a big fan of Al.
6: Not a big fan, but I, I liked his stuff. Joseph Wapner, Judge. <laughs> Joseph Wapner, died? I know the judge.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. The Wapner. He must have been up there in age, right?
6: Yeah, uh, Wap was
1: 90s. Yeah, had to be 90s.
6: 97.
1: Wow, yeah. 97. <laughs> That's a good long life. That don't, sure is. Don't take matters into
2: your own hands. That sure you is. You take them to court. Uh, All thank right. You. <laughs> yeah.
6: Chuck Barris. Yeah. Eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Man, I like Chuck Barris. He was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about that. I, although the only reason to put, I put him on this list, David Rockefeller, just because he lived to be a hundred and one. But
1: yeah. well, and he's you know the founder of Illuminati or whatever. The, <laughs> The Builder Burgers. That's the, correct. You know, the build, yeah, the burgers. Wada Burgers. The, burgers the bacon yeah. cheeseburgers. Uh,
2: wait, he did all that? Yeah, he did all that. Wow, Chuck, Berry.
1: Chuck Berry. Chuck died, Berry. Chuck right. Berry Fats, right. Fats Domino. Fats Domino. Jay Giles. Jay Giles. I didn't know about that till recently. Don Rickles. I missed Don. Yeah.
6: I know you weren't a big fan of Don.
1: Not a, not I not a fan of I don't of, know why. Of, he never liked it. He you. was not funny. He, well, Don was not, great. That's the reason he wasn't funny. Don was great. <laughs> Greg Allman yeah, I right? yes, that's sad. It is. I mean, these are icons from they when I was sure really are. little. They, you mean, know? They, they were iconic throughout the, all these years, mm-hmm. I mean,
6: not when you were little. But... Tom Petty, which you're probably getting uh, to. Yes, Petty, yeah. right. Uh, Manuel Noriega uh, finally kicked the ball. Didn't know off. he died either. I mean, I didn't really realize he was I don't really still miss alive. him, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, Cornell, Chris Cornell, right, from, uh, Chris Soundgarden? Cornell from S- Soundgarden.
1: from the United States and Yes, indeed. Yes.
6: Uh, and no, the Linkin Park guy. Um, wait
1: a minute. I'm not done with the uh, okay. I'm not done with the Chris Cornell. Black okay. Sun, One of my favorite songs of all time. Chris Cornell, lead vocals. Black Hole Sun. Won't you come? Have no idea what the song was about, but it was excellent. That's ah, so good.
6: Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, as long as we're on the music. You know, Li-
1: yeah, the Linkin Park guy
6: died, right? Yeah.
1: Right? Yes, he did. David by Cassidy? His own hands. David, David Cassidy? Cassidy.
3: Bah, 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 Come on. Bah, 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 right? Bah,
1: bah, bah, that one hits me where bah, bah, I live. Yeah. It does. That's really sad. He... <clears> okay, when you and play the that, then I don't miss yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you forget how bad this really was. But I was, you know, I was 10, <laughs> 8, something like that. I I loved this song. Here it comes. Out the words I dread. I, think
14: I, love you.
1: I mean, yeah, they don't make them like that's that That's iconic. Anymore. I know. They don't make I know them like they that. Don't. Roger Ailes. Yeah. Uh, Roger Moore.
6: Mm-hmm. The great... Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I am a big James Bond fan. That I should be.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I
6: kind of I guess I I'm I'm like, feel it. like I should be, but I never really was.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Ro- Malcolm Young, ACDC. I mean, wow. But you didn't even say. Ro- Did you say Roger Moore's name? That's who died. Yeah. by the way. Yeah, I said Roger. Okay. Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But, I'm
2: but sorry. Wait, So, so we're not sticking exclusively and, to musicians now from 2017 because if you're done with those and you left out Lil Peep. <laughs> well,
6: first of all, Lil Peep was broken on this very broadcast.
2: That's right.
1: That's true. Okay. So let's so just make sure that to- we'll 21-year-old Lil Peep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean- <laughs> was that an overdose? Is that what killed him? Lil yeah, Peep, yes. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. Mel
6: Tillis. Uh-huh. Mel was not an overdose. No. He was 85. Okay. Uh, Della Reese, we're on Musicians. We'll just keep going with the musicians. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to throw you off your game, buddy. Fine. That's fine. We'll just keep going. John Hillerman. From oh. I mean, come on, man.
2: Oh, so you are done That's with uh, from Magnum? You well, are Higgins. done with musicians yeah, then.
1: Yeah, Higgins. Yeah, we're done. And Walter Becker. You didn't Becker, mention, you didn't Dan. mention Fats Domino. Walter Fats Becker da- died. Yeah, from Steely Dan. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, Walter Becker. Wow, Jeez. dude, where have you been? I don't know. Did you Not say paying Glenn to death? I guess no. He, he hasn't gotten Fats to that dom-
2: yet. No, he said he's done with musicians now.
1: Huh? okay so i'm going down monthly
2: oh oh i'm, I'm sorry. in the months i didn't catch that part i thought you were moving on from musicians i've
6: moved around a little bit because pat mentioned a couple of different names but continue
1: greg allman <clears throat> he said he already said greg allman. oh he did yes. Sorry, i
2: wasn't listening to jimmy yeah.
1: <laughs> jay thomas oh you know Jared? who else as far as music before we get to jay thomas glenn fry you haven't even mentioned wow. glenn fry from the eagles Going by months, see that's huge. You know? That is, huge. I didn't realize
6: we were doing just
1: musicians, but we can. Okay, <laughs> i so was just you're... mentioning people that died. That's all. <laughs> and the next one is who? Let's just mention people. These that are just died, celebrity you know? deaths. Jay Thomas, uh-huh. Jay Thomas, you, you know, from, from Radio. And D- my favorite,
6: D- you know, he did when he died, <laughs> when he passed away, I ran across his Lone Ranger story that oh, he used to tell yes, on David Letterman. Yes, I love Letterman. that you shared that. It was so funny. So good. It was so funny. I, mean, I did. I was. I played it on the morning is it show. Long? It's three, four minutes. Oh. I'm like, that was pretty funny. I mean, it's a three minute bit or whatever, but it's just really funny on how he was uh, doing a, at a car dealership as a disc jockey, which we all can relate to. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lone Ranger was there doing a doing his uh, you know appearance, and then he needed to ride home. And Jay and his buddy are all di- been in the back smoking pot all <laughs> afternoon at the car dealership, so they're giving the Lone Ranger a ride home in the back seat of this two-door car you know beat up car mm-hmm. jay gets mad at a guy for cutting him off or doing something to him so he starts chasing him and they finally pull this guy over and jay and his buddy get out and the guy says uh you know we're gonna call our insurance oh for hitting him that's right they hit they ran into each other mm-hmm. and the guy took off so jay's chasing him and they finally catch up to him the guy gets out and says hey we want to go to the insurance and the guy says well who's gonna believe you you long-haired punks are all smoking double and the Lone Ranger gets out of the back of the car and goes, I will, citizen. <laughs>
2: That's awesome.
6: That's so good. Right. And the guy that the insurance the guy that hit them was like, Oh.
2: He, <laughs> That's the Lone Ranger. Because he was in full costume and full everything. Lone Ranger Who's gonna content? believe you? That was so good. <laughs> I will, Citizen. Uh-huh. <laughs>
6: really good. I of course we you know, we start talking about uh people that were in the news. I mean uh Charlie Guard. We mentioned Glenn Campbell. And I know uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, is another another icon. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh Dick Gregory. I know you were a big follower of his poetry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean who was it really? Really. If you listen yeah. to uh, if you listen to the plays. Right. I mean <laughs> you gotta be a fan. You know, Dick Gregory is the man. Uh, Adam West. Yeah right? You talk about Lower Adam West. I know. Um a Petty Ralphie Mae, my man Ralphie
1: I love Ralphie May. What was he? Um, he was just a big fat comedian. Yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> we were. You know, we were like,
1: yeah, you got that bond. No, mm-hmm. yeah. sure. Okay, that's it. Is that it?
6: I, I was thinking you might remember Y A Tittle. I remember my grandfather uh, talking about Y A y. Tittle. Why Tittle? Big football player. I thought he was ninety. Hall of fame I mean, You think when you think about Y A Tittle, you think oh, maybe one hundred fifty. Yeah, that's it's only ninety, yeah. right? Huh? Wow. Okay, I know.
2: It seems like forever. It sure does. And just when you read them and hear, okay, wow. And
6: guys that, I mean, you talk about guys that you grew up with thinking, remember, you know, when, well, when you were young,
7: mm-hmm.
6: Dad, mm-hmm. um, when I was sitting on my grandfather's lap watching the big red machine and the Cincinnati Reds, you know, win all those World Series with guys like Lee May. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he just died. You know, he's 74 of these guys, Johnny Bench, all these guys are. Wow. It's th- yeah, they're gone there. I mean, Johnny Bench is not dead, thank Thank goodness. Yes, thank the Lord. But uh, I mean, those days are coming, right? I mean, yeah. those guys, those iconic guys that were that you grew up
1: with, right? Because uh, were... <laughs> you're so young. Yeah, no, you I already remember. I'm Europe. doing this for you, right? And the... All right. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. That is chewing the fat. Oh, with Jeffy.
6: I mean, I, before you say goodbye, just break.
1: No, no, I don't yeah. care if the music is playing or not. I'm just saying,
6: All right. there's no, one the, 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 my the fa- my playing. saddest person. Mm-hmm. I mean. Okay. Okay. We're not. We're not leaving here without saying goodbye to Hugh Hefner. (laughs) Okay. My. Mm -hmm. uh, This is one of my people closest to my heart. Mm -hmm. An iconic individual. Sure. That changed America. Mm, Yeah,
1: he did. Certainly changed my life. Certainly not for the better. (laughs) All right. Thanks for that reminder. No. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888-933-93. We were just uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy a, a minute ago. And talking about some of these celebrity deaths from 2017. So many of them. So many people that, uh, you know, we grew up with, yeah. really. Like David Cassidy. Like I, I loved that guy. And, when, you know, I was 8 or 10 years old. I wanted the hair to be like his. I wanted I wanted every Partridge Family album that came out. I mean, right. I was stupid. But, uh, no, but he was people forget how big that guy was. I mean, he was a monster. Not not physically, but no. he was so po- he was more popular than the Beatles oh, at I, one point. I, I,
6: at one point I would say I mean that he probably neck and neck with Elvis at one point at one point. Yes. Uh, Elvis was I mean
1: Yeah. Uh, Elvis when you had the show at the its icon. at its height with the Partridge family and and his singing career at its height. Yes. When he was about 21. He was on the
6: cover of every magazine. He I sold mean, he,
1: out football stadiums. He couldn't, go, he couldn't go anywhere. I was reading once that, you know, they taped the Partridge family during the week. And then every Friday he flew off and did sold out shows every weekend. And so he'd be like selling out giant stadium, Right. Uh While the rest of the Partridge family is back way for the The sipping tea uh kind of uh, i mean it really impactful career and and then it was all over and as soon as like 1975 came around and the partridge family show bye bye nobody wanted another thing to do with him he was a heartthrob he was a teen heartthrob he was all of that and you're pigeonholed and we don't want to hear and the sad thing is he always wanted to be an actual rock star. He wanted to sing real rock music. He didn't want to do pop bubblegum stuff. So, are you saying the song that you played is not I'm, an actual rock and roll? This, song? this one? Oh no! Oh, he's in fun. <laughs> be it are me. you trying to? <laughs> No, this is right up there with Led okay. Zeppelin. All right. I mean, All right. I was talking about
6: this whole pigeonhole I mean, thing, but not with this.
1: For a second, I thought, did I hit the wrong button? Is that Black Sabbath? <laughs> or, or, is, or is it the Partridge family? And then, you know. Okay. You know, but yes, but right. I looked. I looked back, and it was the Partridge family. So,
2: <laughs> Might have been mislabeled in the system.
1: And I think that's that was his bad. problem when yeah, he was done with his career that you know, the, people said, well, we've already got Led Zeppelin. We don't need you to,
6: you know. Yeah. And, and nobody, we already look, have
1: Black Sabbath and right. Aussie. And, and uh,
6: look, go do the, uh, you know, the uh, the music festivals. That's and, what you uh, wound you know, up the doing. The strawberry festivals and, uh, you know, do the showboat. Here comes yeah. the showboat and let's go see David Cassidy. And, you know, that's what you get into. I yeah. mean, it's, look, it's a living.
1: And by the time. they dig
6: digging ditches, but it's not right, playing stadiums
1: true. either. That's true. By the time Glenn and I had uh, had him on the air, uh, I think we were in Baltimore at the time, and he came to because we were doing this wedding, like a trailer park wedding. Oh, that's right, and that we gave be, away. Yeah, yeah. And he was going to be the he was going to be the the entertainment and, at the and, trailer park. And wedding. so he's he became the ra- the radio morning shows.
6: You know, we can get David Cassidy to come in for these weddings,
1: right? All right. That's right. Yeah. So this is 15 years after his Zenith. He's a nobody now, kind of. Yeah. You I mean, know, he's, he's probably a making, what, five grand to come in and do this kind of yeah, stuff? Probably. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Five, $10,000 yeah. to pay him and, and say, hey, sing... You know, so your hits, go
6: to the wedding, play the wedding done.
1: march, do all that, yeah. he wouldn't play anything that we knew him for. Nothing. <laughs> he was still going through that. I hate that stuff phase See, in his that's life, Too bad. which I understand later in his life, he overcame. Well, and he was I mean, like, yeah, I'd be, to, be happy right? to play. I think I love it. No, you. know, we just
6: talked about this not long ago. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to. Right? You have to. Yeah.
1: yeah. You have Otherwise you. you just become hateful and right. Soft. Bitter. Yeah. I mean, old. Nobody wants to talk about right. you or to you or have you on anyway. Right. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. Kind of like you. Like you. You know, where you're old, fat, has been. Nobody wants to have you on anymore. You know what I mean? Can you still sing? You still? <laughs> I can. I mean, I've been pigeonholed in this character. And, uh, that is true. Seriously, you have been pigeonholed into a character. I have. That it would Thank be hard, you. It would be difficult to come out of that now. And it was for David Cassidy. He never did come out well, of it. David and I are almost spotical. one. Almost one. Except you're still breathing. Triple eight (laughs) nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray. Coming up,
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Sorry, it's a—it's just in my head. Note. I
2: was just starting with the egg shaker, man. You oh, can't do right? that. Let's do right. this. Come on. It's
1: got to be close. You can't hear
2: it. it's—you got to
1: blend it, Pat.
2: Does it kick in?
1: Yeah, they don't—they don't make them like that anymore. Uh, f- with good reason, actually. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. By the way, if you ever think you've fallen in love at first sight, <clears throat> you haven't. So, you might as well stop with that. I'm sorry. That train of thought. Um. Apparently, according to psychologists at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands, they've scientifically investigated the phenomenon to try to work out whether the common, uh, you know, the common romantic comedy happening actually ever happens in real life. Now, disappointingly, for romantics, they conducted they concluded that what we often think is love at first sight is, in fact, more likely strong physical attraction. Researchers conducted their study on 396 participants about 60% of whom were women. Most were heterosexual, and the vast majority were young, Dutch and German students. They were then shown pictures of various strangers and asked to rate their attract their attraction to them, noting any feelings of love, including intimacy, passion, commitment, or whatever. And then their statements were were measured as like statements like "I feel that the per- the person and I were meant for each other." They were also asked whether they felt they were experiencing love at first sight. Well. <laughs> You you can't do it that way with random strangers and yeah. just because you don't fall in love with every stranger you see, that's really weird. Yeah, that's a flawed study. Yeah, they, they also studied speed dating where participants either spent ninety or twenty minutes getting to know each other. <laughs> Again, they were asked their feelings afterward for the potential partner. They took the re- the results of the test into consideration. Thirty two per- participants were men; forty nine were women. Uh, And some described love at first sight, but that was strongly linked to finding the other person incredibly physically attractive. Uh, At the speed dating events, none of the instances of reported love at first sight were mutual. So they say, to conclude, our findings suggest that love at first sight reported at actual first sight resembles neither passionate love nor love more generally. That's a dumb study. Yeah, that's dumb. Oh, I mean, that is, and they claim that scientific proof that love at first sight isn't a thing. I don't nah, think you can a, prove that. No, you can't. Because even if you went to
2: say married couples who have been together for at least 10 years and just say, hey, when's the first time you thought, hey, I could spend the rest of my life with this person. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, it's not going to be scientific. I don't think you can prove that. Even if the the, the resu- results were, uh, yeah, within the first five minutes mm-hmm. of meeting them. I don't think that's something you can prove.
1: No. I will tell you, it's the first time I ever saw my wife. I, I think it, I think it was love. Hmm. I think it was love at first sight with my wife. At least I strongly believed that she was probably the one right away. So I wonder if any. I'd like to hear if you've experienced that at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Something else that's somewhat difficult to prove. In fact, you can't prove it because it's not. But uh, they're also setting out to prove that the Earth is round right now. You have these people who are trying to prove that the Earth is flat. And so you've got some other researchers who are now trying to show, no, it's not. And we can prove it here. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. For the last 50 years, we've been able, obviously, to view pictures of Earth from space. More than 50. Which might seem like all the proof you need, but... Uh, because those photos can be manipulated, people don't believe them. At the same time, there's a lack of understanding of the science that has long been used to demonstrate that we live on a globe without the need to leave it. Um, If more people could see for themselves the evidence, we might be able to reverse this kind of weird trend where people are starting to jump on the flat earth bandwagon. (laughs) What are the best documented methods? This is a documented method for determining the earth's roundness and sphericalness was first performed by the ancient Greeks. Here's what you did. You compare the shadows of sticks in different locations. When the sun was directly overhead in one place, the stick there cast no shadow. At the same time in a city 500 miles north, the stick does cast a shadow. Doesn't that show curvature? Because if the earth is flat, neither one should cast a shadow, right? Yeah. I, I, fascinating. That kind of makes but, sense. But that you, makes sense.
2: You just basically accomplished putting an Oasis song in my head, you know,
1: cast Which no was, shadow. Okay. I, sorry, I can't re- relate to that one. Yeah, it was a deep cut. If earth were flat, both sticks would show no shadow. And the ancient Greeks found the shadows were different because earth was curved, <laughs> and so the sticks were at different angles. That's pretty smart. Of people 3,000 years ago. Well, I mean, they didn't
2: have, you know, angry birds or uh, anything to distract yeah, them. Yeah, they you had
1: tender and whatnot. You <laughs> they know? had it time was... to do actual studies. <laughs> well, what else are you going to do? Come on. Another piece of evidence for a globe is the difference between the night skies in the northern and southern hemispheres. The view is completely different because the earth beneath you is pointing in a different direction. Interesting. Hmm. If the earth were flat, the view should be exactly the same.
2: All right, this sounds like a lot. Of I math. can't wait
1: to try this out. On is it Mike Hughes, the guy who is trying to prove it flat? Yeah,
2: I'm not hearing back. I Why? hope he's okay. Has
1: he been testing his rocket in the
2: desert and having bad results? I don't know what the problem is, but uh... he's,
1: he's actually the reason that this is back in the news, yeah. and I, I really wanted to yeah. talk to him because he's going to take a, he's going to launch a rocket 500 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and go for one minute, or. Uh, yeah, I think it's one minute.
2: A mile or a couple or miles. Or a mile, or right. Yeah, yeah
1: he's going to take it for, for one mile. And I'm not sure how that proves the earth is flat. No, because
2: he's going to get up there. He's going to take pictures. He's going to realize, dang it, I forgot to charge the batteries on this camera. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. He's gonna, no, seriously, great. guys, it was flat. Trust me.
1: Yeah, that'd be uh, great. But remember, the thing that's fascinating. But I'd love is, to talk to him. And he's apparently not interested.
2: I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not hearing back. But uh, you know, the thing that fascinates me about this guy more than anything is that he used to be used to believe that the earth was a sphere.
1: Yeah, he's a fairly new convert. And he's, to
2: yeah, and so he is really passionate about this now. Yeah. Uh, 888-900-3393.
1: Let's go to Donna in Indiana. Hey, Donna, you're on the blaze. Hey,
11: Pat. How are you?
1: Doing good. Great.
11: Yeah, I was just... Um, you were talking about love at first sight, and, mm-hmm. and I just had to tell my story. Um, my husband, who is actually not super confident but we had seen each other at a softball game um my sister and her her husband and my to-be husband played softball together so I was out there and he had seen me and he went back to his friend's house uh that night and he said I've seen the girl I'm gonna marry which is so unlike him yeah and uh we've been married for 35 plus years yeah and uh, it, it happens.
1: So did you, so he it, he did fall in love with you at first sight, he says.
11: He did. Yeah. Yeah, he said. Yeah. And, and uh, at, you know, shortly thereafter we met and we, I mean, it was immediate. We've been together ever since. Three that, kids nice. and yeah, he, it, it was perfect.
1: That's great. Yeah, I, I believe in it too. Yeah. And I, I, I think you hear stories like that all the time from people. Um, yeah, yeah,
11: absolutely. It it happens. I mean, I think now it, with with internet dating and things like that, it's different, but it can happen.
1: Appreciate the call, thanks, Donna. Yeah, internet dating has changed a lot of things. And do you remember, like th- ten years ago, internet dating was considered like, what do you have a death wish? <laughs> you don't you don't mm-hmm. want to go out with somebody you've met on the internet. Uh, but now, I I think it's probably at least a good percentage of the population that does find their ultimate mate that way. A lot of people.
2: Yeah. It's gone from being, you know, wow, you're weird to
1: mainstream to invent some, you know? Yeah. Uh, triple eight, nine hundred thirty three, ninety three. Um, maybe that's Matt Lauer's situation. Maybe he just falls in love with all of these women that he sees and he, he just, he just can't help himself. (laughs) Uh, 888 900 By the way, speaking of uh, Matt Lauer, let me remind you of the interview he did. This is just September. Keep in mind everything we now know about Matt Lauer and listen to his line of questioning with Bill O'Reilly.
16: I want to put this in perspective timing-wise. You were fired about 10 months after Roger Ailes was let go by the network Mm -hmm. over allegations of sexual harassment. So the network understood the subject matter. You were probably the last guy in the world that they wanted to fire because you were the guy that the ratings and the revenues were built on. You carried that network on your shoulders for a lot of years. So doesn't it seem safe to assume Mm. that the people at Fox Mm. News were given a piece of information or given some evidence that simply made it impossible? for you to stay on at Fox News. That's a false assumption. There were a lot of other business things in play at that time and still today um, that 21st century was involved with. And it was a business decision that they made. But there isn't any... uh, But you don't let your number one guy go unless you have information that you think makes him... That's not true. There are billions of dollars at stake in business uh, deals. And uh, they made a decision that they could you know, possibly
1: prosper more without me. That's another fascinating study in psychology because uh, what goes through, what's going through his mind while he's doing this interview,
7: Mm.
1: knowing that he's guilty of all the things he's accusing Bill O'Reilly of.
2: Could he have not set up the situation more specific to himself? Right.
8: (laughs) I mean, because all of those things applied
1: to him, Beautiful. all of them. (laughs) Fascinating. And of course, now this is today's statement.
8: This morning, it is a difficult morning here again because our top story is once again about our former colleague, Matt Lauer.
9: And in fact, we just moments ago received a statement from Matt and let me read it to you. There are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain I have caused others by words and actions. To the people I have hurt, I am truly sorry. As I am writing this, I realize the depth of the damage and disappointment I have left behind at home and at NBC. Some of what is being said about me is untrue or mischaracterized, but there is Mm -hmm. enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed. I regret that my shame is now shared by the people I cherish dearly. Repairing the damage will take a lot of time and soul searching, and I'm committed to beginning that effort. It is now my full-time job. The last two days have forced me to take a very hard look at my own troubling flaws. It's been (laughs) humbling. I am blessed to be surrounded by people I love. I thank them for their patience and grace.
1: Uh, fascinating. I just um, amazing. Some tweets to uh, at Pat Unleashed. This from Jude says, one positive that may come from all these I- a- allegations is that maybe it'll squash this gender neutral bathroom BS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not, though. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Uh, 888 933 joined now by Brad Staggs. Are we still talking about gender-neutral bathrooms?
19: I didn't know it was still in the, uh... <laughs> I thought that that had long died.
1: Mm-hmm. No, go still die. out there. Still out there.
19: Well, uh, I was gonna bring along some slides of my vacation, um, just so we could, you know, talk about them, look at them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the... the it's kind of where'd the modern-day equivalent. Where'd you go? Uh, the island of Kauai. Oh, I like the Kauai. garden island. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. There's yes. a... A place over there called Queen's Bath, and um, it's all these lava rock. I mean, it's, it's literally like trying to walk on the moon. So many rocks. And as I'm doing, I'm hopping from rock to rock, and I said, you know what, Beth, get a picture of me doing this, because I wouldn't be able to do this were it not for relief factor. Oh. Because I thought my knees would be killing me. Mm-hmm. Because, mainly because I'm mm-hmm. old, old, fat guy. And it's little things that you realize in the middle of doing them, man, if it wasn't for this, I would not be able to do it. And that relief really factor is actually one of the very first things I put in my suitcase before I left. Because you see, what it does is fight inflammation. Yeah, Inflammation is the, at the heart of most pain in your body. So if you fight that inflammation, ergo, you're fighting the pain. Mm. See? Mm-hmm. I like that. And as they say, the best time to plant an oak tree, 20 years ago. The best time to start Relief Factor, three weeks ago. Because now you'd know if it worked for you. So you see, the second best time to start it is now.
2: Wait, do they really say that about oak trees? Mm -hmm,
19: Yeah. First, the best time to plant an oak tree 20 years ago, the second best time to plant one, Right now. right now. You see that's and you can take that and run with it You're too. A deep thinker. So I I really am. I you wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I am. If <laughs> you go to relieffactor.com and you order your 3 week quick start pack for just 19.95 in 3 weeks you will know whether or not it works for you. You'll know whether or not you can do that lava rock jumping in Kauai. Just go to relieffactor.com.
1: Okay, uh, uh, I understand that mm-hmm. uh, on the morning show this morning you you guys were pe- playing a little bit of uh Shag, marry, or kill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my name came up somehow. Mm-hmm. And I think y- I wanted to marry you. You know, Did no. I want to kill you? You wanted yeah. to kill me. You wanted to kill What's me. What's that about, Let's man? See. Oh, no, because so, I had
19: to marry Stu. That was the process okay. of elimination. You yeah, just you happened to, to be at the end of Shag,
1: Glenn, yeah. Yeah. marry Stu and kill yeah. me. Yeah, I didn't realize I mean, you, did you had that kind with of animosity. It's out of
19: respect. It's out of respect because honestly.
1: There's no quarrel between us that I've yeah. Well, that's just it. I don't even know.
19: We would not, I mean, first Uh of all, you wouldn't be happy married to me.
1: No, I wouldn't be.
19: And if I had said I wanted to shag you, then you and I could never have looked at each other in the (laughs) eye again.
1: (laughs) That is true. So So, you went with the best option. So I did. So you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Because he would want to be dead if he had
2: to do any of those. Right. (laughs) More
1: Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray. Uh, we got to get to this Feinstein thing. Also Harry Reid and how they felt about immigration in the early to mid-90s. It's fascinating. Uh, we were also talking a little bit about whether or not first uh, love at first sight exists. According to researchers from England, it does not. So if you think you've fallen in love at first sight, apparently you're wrong. Uh, Scott in Texas, you're on the Blaze.
3: Um, I just wanted to talk about that love at first sight thing. When my wife and I first saw each other, she was twelve, I was fourteen, uh Uh-huh. and from the very first moment, she told herself, "That's the guy I'm going to marry." And of course, as soon as we got old enough, we got married, and we've been happily married ever since. So,
1: how long's that it been? Happens. How long have you been married? Uh, Thirty four years. Congratulations! And now, have you ever been to a friend? Well, go ahead. Have you have you asked her how she knew, why she knew, what was it that? that convinced her of that because that's interesting yeah, no, when you're that young you know yeah
3: you would think there's no way how could you make a life decision at 12 what do you know right right but she just knew something huh um and in fact her mom actually really kind of helped us to um get together and stay together so okay, so anyway, so were you guys
1: you were you high school sweethearts
3: oh yes yeah yeah. yeah oh, I went to okay. junior prom senior prom together the whole deal yeah
1: are you the only ones each other has dated?
20: Um,
3: I had dated a few girls. In fact, I had actually broken up with her after we had been going together for a little while mm. because I had a lot of peer pressure and family pressure because of the four-year age difference. Okay. And, uh, and of course, and she hated me because in her mind, she's thinking, well, you dummy, don't you know that we're destined to be together? We're going to spend eternity together. And in my mind, I'm thinking – yeah, she's kind of young, and you know, maybe I should listen to these other people. That 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 the age difference
1: is too big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you I oh you were six, mom Were you were sixteen when she was twelve? Because I think you said yeah, fourteen I was 16 when she was twelve when, okay. when we first met. All right, wow. Yeah, that I mean, to a, to a family to parents, I can see where that would be a little concerning. You know, at that age, if you're twenty-four and she's twenty, that's different.
3: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it, it, it's just it's the eighties and. It was a little different back then. Might have to do with that Judge Roy Moore thing. I don't know, but <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot of peer pressure, a lot of family pressure. Wow, he was you know way too young for me. We didn't start dating right away. It was a couple of years.
1: But, yeah. Now, did um, th- this did all this transpire in Texas, where you live now, or was it somewhere else? Uh, yeah, 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 in Texas. Okay. All right. Appreciate so, it. Thanks a lot, Scott. Interesting that you would know at that age that that at twelve years old, yeah, there's the guy I'm going to marry. Those are are fun stories to hear. 888 900 Here's something else that's kind of fun to hear. It's Dianne Feinstein in 1994 talking about illegal immigrants. And uh, if you know anything about Dianne Feinstein's stance on immigration now, this might seem a little shocking to you.
11: Border control is a federal responsibility. We simply don't enforce our borders adequately. Uh In my state, you have about 2,000 people a day illegally who cross the border. Now this adds up to about 2 million people who compete for housing, who compete for classroom space. Um, We've had a Medicaid uh, situation where in 1988 there were about 3,000 people on Medicaid. There are well over 300,000 today who are illegal uh, aliens. That presents obvious (laughs) problems.
1: is okay. It's one of the most liberal senators in the United States of America. Diane Feinstein of California arguing for a tougher stand on illegal immigration and welfare handouts yeah. to them. Unrecognizable in that clip. That is a, and by the way, here's Harry Reid from 1993.
20: If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No no sane country would do that, right? Guess again, (laughs) if you break our laws by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child,
1: Uh we reward
20: that child with U.S. citizenship and guarantee a full access to all public and social services this society provides, and that's a lot of services.
1: Yeah, it is. Is it it any wonder
20: that two-thirds of the babies born at taxpayer expense at country-run hospitals in Los Angeles are born to illegal alien mothers?
1: I mean, that's staggering. You know what? If you didn't hear it with your own ears, you would not believe it.
2: Let me tell you what kind of fixes that. Both of those clips are over 20 years old, Uh, term limits uh, would help with that because then they're not around long enough to change their view so radically. Yeah. That is fascinating.
1: How is this possible? that they could have had reasonable, common-sense positions on illegal immigrants back in the mid-'90s. And now today, what she says is, oh, we need to provide the agricultural industry with the workers they need. Um, I'm going to vote yes on continuing federal funds for declared sanctuary cities. Yes on comprehensive immigration reform. Yes on amnesty. What happened here? Yes on giving guest workers citizenship. Uh, yes on visas for skilled workers, which is fine. Um, no on limits to welfare for immigrants. I mean, uh. get this is just unbelievable. What happens to these people when they get into Washington? Wow. Um, now, were you going to play the clip?
2: Is this part of it as a... Uh... There was a um, speech. uh, I'm trying to send it to you right now. Check your email. Play this clip from the 1995 State of the Union address, if it's the one I'm thinking, when Bill Clinton is discussing illegal immigration. Um, He had some things to say along those lines. Okay. Uh, Bill Clinton, what year? Uh, I think it was 1995. Yep.
1: Yeah, Bill Clinton,
2: 1995.
16: President, Mr. Speaker. Oh, why is it starting? Members of the 104th Congress... My fellow Americans, ah, forget that link,
2: Pat. Forget
16: it. Again, we are here. We'll, we'll have the... it after the break.
2: That's the that's the beginning part of it. No, um, he had some powerful work. This was the Democratic president just uh, 20 years ago. Um,
1: who who some, said some very uh, same with Feinstein and Reed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You've got it now. I'm Reasonable sorry, on illegal. Well, yeah, we'll get to that coming yeah. up here in a second because that I mean it's breathtaking. It is absolutely that. It, it's breathtaking how much they have changed and what caused that change and why? Why do? Why does nobody? Why don't any? Nobody reminds them. Hey, this is how you felt back then. What happened to you? <laughs> that's where the press comes in do your job I mean, where are the ted cruises and the Rand pauls and all the people who would call their bs on this hey you know the way you feel about immigration now that's not how you felt then let's roll that tape how did diane feinstein feel about this back in 1994 and then play the thing it would be effective and i think it would shock her her constituents so how far she's come in a you know fairly short amount of time. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. I
1: (laughs) I'm just fascinated by uh, something we stumbled across from Dianne Feinstein. And then I remembered Harry Reid had done the same thing back in the early to mid-90s. Uh, their stance on illegal immigrants was uh, 180 degrees different than it is today. Today, it's like everybody should be able to come here and enjoy the fruits of this nation. And who really cares? Okay, so they crossed illegally, whatever. It's like they didn't have a, a little post-it memo that said they could come across. That's how seriously they take... They, they take our laws today and we, we played you the words of uh, Senator Feinstein and, and Senator Reid listen to what President
16: Bill Clinton said in 1995 at a State of the Union address all Americans not only in the states most heavily affected but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country Wait a minute! They're rightly disturbed by that. That they're not haters <gasps> and xenophobes
1: and racists because of it. And they're not migrant workers. They're huh? illegal aliens. Well, migrant workers. That's right? not what they call them. Undocumented citizens. Now oh, there you go. I'm sorry.
16: I didn't update my. Record. The jobs <laughs> they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. Uh huh. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. I'm sorry. No human
1: is illegal. I don't know why you're using that kind of verbiage. Wow, is that offensive? <laughs>
16: holy cow that's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more have you by hiring a record number of new border guards by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before
1: can you imagine that can you imagine promoting the fact and bragging about the fact that you've deported twice as many illegal aliens as before they're all trying to avoid the fact that they've deported anybody now like that's insensitive that's horrific that's uh, almost a crime
16: against humanity today by cracking down on illegal hiring by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens in the budget i will present to you we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes Uh uh-huh to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace, as recommended by the commission headed by former congresswoman barbara jordan
1: (laughs) <laughs> we are a nation of
16: immigrants. Barbara Jordan did but that, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. That is unreal, right now. Hold on. Okay, so that's the State of the Union address. Who's this guy? I
2: might be able Bill to Bill Clinton,
1: for him. Oh. and he gets a standing ovation about that. What has happened in the last 20 years? Well, I'll tell you what's happened. The problem has become at least five to ten times as bad as it was back then. And now they love it. Now it's not a problem. Now it's not an issue. Now you're a racist and a hater if you feel the way they did in 1995. Yeah. You know what that was?
2: That was probably still trying to get votes from Reagan Democrats, or uh, you know, the Greatest Generation that was
1: still. Or around they really voting. felt that way. Or maybe they really felt that and, way. And and then <laughs> something happened during their course of of running this country, and and they're not, you know, they're they're not even legislating; they're running the country into the ground, and they're doing that because they all get together and start into this touchy feely world, and it's somehow. Pretty contagious, apparently, in D.C., because people who are actually fairly moderate and even had a conservative point of view on immigration, like Harry Reid, Dianne Feinstein, Bill Clinton, and now they've done a complete 180. And there is no problem with illegal aliens pouring across our border. There is no problem with them being in the workplace illegally taking jobs from Americans. It doesn't matter now if they're on welfare. I just... That's really interesting. Why is that not used against them? Why why can Republicans not get their point across and shut them up from being called racist and all that by playing their own words? How do you not do that in order to get your point across? Again, it's just that the Republicans are so bad... That they, they don't know how to defend themselves. They don't know how to promote their position. They can't argue these points. They can't win somehow. Um, the war of, of the, uh, on the battlefield of ideas. Just really staggering. 888 uh, 933 We've also been talking about this uh, new study where they believe that uh, love at first sight does not exist at all. It's not a thing. Uh, Barbara in Ohio. You're on the blaze. Hi.
12: Hi. I just Hi. wanted to tell you my story. All right. Well, I was engaged and I met a man at a meeting and we shook hands and I knew I was in love with him. I broke my engagement, went my way. And about two months later, he called me for a date. We, I found out that he was engaged when we met and he had returned to his hometown, broke off his engagement. And eight months later, we wow. were married. We were married for thirty years until he passed away. And oh, wow! I, I, I mean, the man I was engaged to was a lovely man. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I knew, I knew, and I broke that engagement off. And I had no hopes of—I didn't think I'd really ever even see that other man again. But I did. Wow. Uh, so I do believe in love and first sight. I yeah,
1: do. you certainly don't believe this this study that's out. Uh, nope. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Barbara. Interesting. I, I I firmly believe it, it does exist. Uh, and what a bizarre study they did in the first place by just showing them pictures of strangers and then asking them afterwards, did you fall in love with them? <laughs> no. Wait, no. No, I didn't. So it's not surprising that you're not finding evidence of love at first sight. By the way, there's a breaking story about some uh, new report that has even more disturbing details about the sexual misconduct of Matt Lauer. As if it wasn't wasn't bad enough, all all the stuff that we've heard up until this point, it gets worse. Allegedly, he uh, inflicted a lot on his victims. NBC announced, of course, his termination yesterday. The New York Times has released a separate report which corroborates a lot of what has been said. But apparently, there's even more. In 2001, a woman says... Lauer, who was married and, and actually living with his wife at the time, they have since, I guess, set up shop in separate homes. I think his wife lives in the Hamptons. He lives in Manhattan. So they're not, I mean, they're kind of not a couple anymore. He, he asked this woman to his office to talk about a story during a workday. She sat down. She says, he locked the door. Which you could do by pressing a button while sitting at his at his desk. People really do have that kind yeah, of just technology you know, available you don't in there.
2: Get up and walk two steps. steps.
1: Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> People who worked at NBC said the button was a regular security measure installed for high profile employees. Okay, that makes sense. Um the woman said Lauer then asked her to unbutton her blouse. How interesting. Hey, come to my office. Let's talk about that story we're gonna do on the Today Show tomorrow morning. Okay. Then she comes in and sits down, and he says, "Hey, uh, Susie, unbutton the t- the buttons on your blouse." <laughs> I can't even. I can't even imagine that. I wow. How do you think that's okay, or you're going to get away with that? Eventually, this is going to blow up in your face. So the woman says, "He asked her to unbutton her blouse, which which she did." Wait, what? Which she did. There's another thing. I'm sorry. I still can't fathom that. Maybe women could explain this to me. I still can't fathom how he comes in. She comes in, sits down. He says, hey, um, unbutton your blouse. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I know you want the job. But are there limits to which you will go to keep it? tell so she un- unbuttons her blouse. okay He then stepped out from behind the desk okay so he he walks around his desk hmm. and you know naturally what are you gonna do? Well, you're gonna pull down your pants is what he did pulled down his pants, bent her over a chair oh. and they uh-uh. uh, what what did they do? they went ahead and they talked about the story they were gonna air <laughs> that night. The next morning? It is, in a somewhat unusual way, yes.
2: <laughs> he
1: actually just had sex with her right there at the desk.
2: Well, I didn't see that coming. What I thought you were talking about the <laughs> news story. Now you're talking about
1: sex in the office? I am so confused. That's Where, what she said. How did said? this happen? <laughs> uh, so at some point, she says, <sighs> she passed out with her pants pulled halfway down. She passed out? That's not... She a... woke up on the floor of his office... And Mr. Lauer had his assistant take her to a nurse. Uh, hey by the way, uh, Kathy, um, Susan, who I was just having sex, with, she passed out in my office uh, while we were having sex. I, I bet her over the desk and uh, and I had my way with her. now she's passed out. You might want to take her to the nurse see if you know there's something wrong there.
2: But NBC didn't hear about this until <laughs> Monday night huh? okay <laughs> But I still got to know what story were they talking about? I want to know this now. I'd love
1: to know that, too. Jeez, the man. woman told the Times that Lauer never made an advance toward her again. Well, why would he? He already got what he wanted, right? Hm. And never mentioned what occurred in his office. <laughs> <laughs> that got to be an awkward she, moment at the water cooler. So hey. Apparently not. How she how said you? she didn't report the... She did not report it to NBC at the time because she believed she would have done more to stop... She believed she would have done more to stop. She should have done more. You think you should have done more to stop him? Yeah, I think I think you should have. And then she left the network about a year later. I'll give you one year to stop sexually harassing me, and then I'm going to leave. Okay? I'm not, I'm only going to put up with this for another 365 days. There are only so many times you can bend me over your desk before I say, that's it. I'm not doing it again. So, on Wednesday, the episode in Lauer's office was reported to NBC News after the woman told her then-supervisor, who still works at the network, woman said an NBC Human Resources rep has contacted her since. Well, it's a little late for that, it seems like. Woman also told the Times about various inappropriate comments from Lauer, such as whether she'd ever cheated on her husband. Well, didn't she just do that with Matt? Matt? Seems like it. Well, she
2: doesn't know. She passed out. Remember?
19: I she do believe know. that they were separated at the time. In
1: two thousand one.
19: Uh, the, the the woman and her husband at that time. Oh, okay. Yes. The woman, not, and her not husband. Matt Lauer. And so you've wife. heard
1: this story? I, heard, I yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Brad Steggs, By the way, joins yeah. us here. I mean, this <clears throat> is fascinating to me. Can you do you understand the? Uh, you come into the office, okay, mm-hmm. and she sits down, and you say, "Hey, undo your blouse." Okay. And she says, "Okay."
19: oh you didn't and that. he's not talking to you man oh, he's sorry. just repeating See, the I door just, right? I'm just I mean, I'm up already apparently misunderstood I'm, I'm not oh, actually asking man. you oh, to God. do this so, gosh, so then so he walks
1: around the desk and pulls down his pants and says come over here and, and bend you, over you forgot the step you forgot the most important step which, which was uh, he pushed the button under the desk oh the yeah he locked Ch-took. the door yeah how cool would that be to have that button it'd be cool to joke uh huh hmm It would be cool. However, I'm not sure that's the salient salient point here. (laughs) Yeah, I still want to know what news story they were going to discuss Mm. that's not been addressed here. That's the point we're trying to get to the bottom. Thank you. Was it a a story about Iraq? Right. I I don't know. Isn't that amazing?
19: This is 2001, so maybe it was prior to September 11th. Maybe. Maybe it was September
1: 11th. Maybe. (laughs) Stressful day.
19: Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it
2: could happen. I mean, this is
1: just unbelievable <clears> to me. And then, you know, you, you have your way with her, and then you have your assistant. Uh, hey, take her to the nurse. She passed out while I was doing her.
2: <laughs> and then the
1: next day, decide you see her. If
2: that's good or bad.
1: And then you come back to work to the next day. Nobody says a word about no. it. No, it never happens again. Uh huh. And that's just it. Yeah. It's never discussed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I honestly, know. I just, I can't, I can't begin to imagine. All right. And, you know, it's a good thing you can even hear these things going on because uh, <laughs> there was a time, if I'm not mistaken, Brad, in your life. That's a flawless segue yeah. brewing here. Yeah, I do, you too. Didn't, you didn't hear so well.
19: Right. Well, and I'm, you know, not to belittle any of her claims, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe he said there's a mouse not unbutton your blouse.
1: Oh. Maybe. Maybe she miss her
19: maybe and he's thinking, wait a minute, what's she do? Well I'm not an idiot. I'm gonna go with the flow here. Mm-hmm. It, you mm-hmm. know
2: and you lock the door so the mouse doesn't escape right
19: right. it's the it's the mm-hmm. don't let the mouse out button. yeah I mean that's we've had those in offices before everybody's got one of those right? right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, look, here's the important thing. It, it's a very important not to belittle anybody's claims of anything, but it's very important to be able to hear what people are saying to you in any situation. It's like you always tell your kids do it because i told you to you know if you're standing on a train i tell you jump off it just get away because there might be a train coming the thing is you have to be able to hear and that's what wax rx is all about yes we did tie it back around to earwax Mm -hmm. everybody has it (laughs) everybody has it and i know it's one of those things much like a lot of what we've been talking about it's usually something you want to take care of in the privacy of your own home not in Mm. the Public spotlight. So that's mm-hmm. the beauty of usewaxrx.com. You go there, you order the kit, you get this reusable kit, you use the ear wax softening drops, you use the specially designed pump. And by the way, this kit was designed by a doctor, so you know it's got to be good. It, the, the pump delivers just the right amount of water at the right water pressure to clean out those small woodland creatures that can be hiding in your ears. And when you see what comes out, you'll know what I mean. Once that happens and you can actually hear what's going on around you again, use the uh, pH balanced uh, ear conditioner at the end there and it will leave your ears feeling soft. And very supple.
2: supple.
19: Yes. So if you go to usewaxrx.com right now, use the promo code radio, you will get free standard shipping, and you will be able to hear what's going on around you with usewaxrx.com.
0: You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the blaze radio network.
1: Why? I'd still like to hear from somebody who understands this mindset. I, I just, I don't, I I guess a job is more important to you than pretty much anything is, is that uh, because if you're willing to, just because your boss says, Hey, unbutton your blouse and bend over this desk and I'm going to do whatever I want. Uh, and you don't say anything. You go along with it. You don't fight it. You don't try to leave. Um, wow. That job is really important to you. It's, pre- it's pretty, it's like all important to you, isn't it? Triple eight, 933.93. And we are really finding out. A lot about Matt Lauer these last couple of days, and he certainly isn't... I, I would never have suspected him of this kind of thing. You know, I, I guess there were rumors. I don't think I ever heard him, that he was kind of a ladies' man. This is not ladies' man stuff. You're just an abuser. You're you're almost a rapist. And maybe we'll find out he's done that, too. I don't know. Uh, but the allegations keep coming in, and the more you dig into this, the ickier it gets. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joe in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi.
20: Hello, Pat. Hey. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks for asking. You really good. concerned, or good. you just making small talk?
20: No, man, I'm concerned. And look uh, at the look. That's great. Yeah. On Franken. When mm-hmm. you watch Franken on this video, mm-hmm. you see his eyes when about you know halfway through when he makes reference to this accuser he closes his eyes and squints them and turns away from the camera his body language is overwhelmingly not only i'm guilty but completely disrespectful i'm holier than thou i'm sad i got caught
7: mm-hmm. um
20: if he were innocent he'd be boldly looking at the camera and saying i didn't do this this didn't happen oh, yeah. uh, but it, my point i want to make is the body language with yeah, his eyes,
1: yeah, yeah. Are you? I mean, have you studied body language, or you just? Yes, yeah. I do. I okay. actually do.
20: It's part of my. I'm. 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 A, I'm a part of my business training and things that I do, uh, in my course of profession. And I do study body language, definitely.
1: What do you What do you do for a living?
20: Well, I'm in real estate. Okay. So, uh, 25 years in buying and selling houses, and so uh, it comes in big, uh, handy. Obviously, to take seminars and learn about that uh, when it comes to men and women interacting together in the same room, losing interest, uh, that kind of thing. Is, it becomes important, as you probably could imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would never guess, though, that my realtor is uh, watching and monitoring my body language when I'm looking at a house. Uh, do a lot of realtors yeah. do this?
20: Absolutely. Really? It's one of our, huh. you might say, uh, tricks of the trade. Wow. Uh, and you always key, you can always... Kid, the women are the ones to really watch because yeah. they make the decisions. Ultimately. Yeah, that's for sure. Um,
1: that's for sure. <laughs> but, um,
20: but Oh, yeah. Body language is very, very important. Well, let me ask you and this. And your body language.
1: Let me ask you this. Uh, why is it that only a realtor can be a member of the National Association of Realtors?
20: Because <laughs> it's the National Association oh. of Realtors oh, oh.
1: All right, well, Joe, I've got a question as don't well Don't you think that's a little
2: exclusive, Joe? Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's a little exclusive It is
20: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've got a club that we belong to And you can't join ha, 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 Joe,
2: ha, ha. <laughs> Joe, Joe, with your expertise in body language um, I don't know that you've ever had the opportunity to, to watch the show on The Blaze TV And if you haven't yes. uh, I, I would encourage you to go there And try it out for uh, seven days for free and uh, maybe report. Every day
20: since it came mm-hmm. on. Oh, thank you. Every well, day awesome. since it well, came on. Well, then and, and I've been Pat's show as well.
2: Well, I've, well great. Thank you so much. Thank we you. appreciate that. Um, have you uh, come to any conclusions on the body language of one of our co-workers, uh, Mr. Jeff Fisher? Um, has, has anything stood out mm-hmm. with well, his Jeff, body language? Well,
20: yeah, Jeff is very nervous about everything in general, I'd say. <laughs> and, yeah, he's he's got a case of the skitchiness, we call it.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's kind of sketchy. He screams I'm guilty of everything, doesn't he? It yeah. just screams.
20: He, he, he screams I've done it, and I don't know who knows,
2: but I know somebody knows.
1: You've got it. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the call. You, I've done it. Whatever it is, <laughs> yes, yes. That's me. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> so great oh boy <laughs> uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three that that's gonna put realtors in a whole different light to me now I'm gonna be watching them for watching me yeah what is that I don't know that's kind of creepy though that you're checking out my body language and my moves and I guess it would help you with the sale though wouldn't it mm-hmm. i I guess you'd know for sure if they're just saying they're interested so they can get out the door or if they're really interested so it probably comes in handy when you're actually trying to sell something mm-hmm Um, meanwhile, uh, it'll be interesting to see later as this day progresses. Now that details like this have come out where he's gee, I mean, this is way beyond, I think, well, certainly way beyond what we thought yesterday. And so what will tomorrow be like for Matt Lauer? Who knows? Again, though, he's hedging like Franken does in that. I don't recall these things or some of these things are not true, but there's enough truth there to embarrass me well alright what part of it is not true tell us that it was the day <laughs> but he has re- expressed sorrow and regret for the pain I've caused I mean you know if these things are true you, you almost you're like a predator you're, you're just you're a menace and a serial harasser and assaulter yeah. uh, um, and he's joined quite a group
2: I like Putin on a Ritz who tweeted, um, Bill O'Reilly needs to interview Matt Lauer and ask him the same questions. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Please. Please. We got to
1: bring that up to Bill tomorrow. Because <laughs> you'll be hearing Bill, Bill O'Reilly on Glenn's show. Uh, as always, happens every week. And you'll be hearing us on our show uh, tomorrow at most of the same time. 888-933-93 will be the number to call then to talk about whatever you want. On F it Friday. Here on the Blaze. <laughs>
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.